Uh, we are live streaming this. So if you, um, if you want to watch the video later of the chat, you'll be able to do that. Um, we're going to be doing everything <laughs> when $100. Yeah, we're going to be doing everything in the uh, Hangout channel of the Abagachi Discord. But if you are watching the stream and you have a question, throw it into the YouTube chat and I will try to answer it or throw it out to the team and or uh, the amazing community members that are going to be up here speaking soon. I'm really excited. We got Haunt 2 coming. It's about to... Good morning, C-Recto. It's about to get live. Shit's about to get real, real, real. So we're going to uh, we're gonna cut it up. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to some little GBM action, a little addictive bid-to-earn kind of uh, fuckery. It's going to be good. Oh, I got my little Frappuccino here, too, so I'm ready to rock. Where's my vape pen? There's my vape pen. Let's just hit that bad boy. I'm in a new apartment. I moved uh, between, you know, this week, basically. Uh, yeah, Goob's driving. Be safe, friend. Um, I moved recently. Uh, I'm in Tennessee, but I had to move from one place to another. Uh, and so I finally got all of my shit set up so I can stream again and everything. It's a bigger place. I have, like, well, it's smaller but bigger. Like, my office is huge in comparison. Um, so I just have my streaming set up and I'm like so amped about it. Cause now I can set up my keyboards and my guitars are set up so I can do all my music shit. But just as a warning in the middle of this hangout, there is the potential that Best Buy is going to be dropping off a washer dryer pair. Uh, it's supposed to come between 9am and 1pm. So I told the guy on the, on the phone yesterday when he called to confirm it, I was like, look, I'm going to be hosting a gotcha gang hangout. So you're going to have to call me or send me a message in advance so that when you get here, I can just have somebody else jump on the mic. Uh, it'll be very quick. I'm just going to have them wheel the shit in, put it down and then I'll deal with it later. But, uh, it is funny in that, you know, I'm just trying to, um, make this all work. <laughs> they just tell me it's smaller without the second part. Yes, it's smaller but bigger. <laughs> I'm gonna look at it. take a look at the amphitheater. Oh, we have people who raise their hands. Let's uh yes. Bearded. Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah, we can hear you. So far so good. Let me make sure I have this microphone on. On the last two hangouts, but on the first one. Yes, we have you back. You've been making some crazy moves uh, that I've seen on Twitter with all the, the lovely little flips of uh, wearables. Yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always hustling. I did to uh, I big in Twitter, but uh, but just decided it might be fun to kind of show some people what I'm doing and um, some of the ways that you know that it's pretty. I think it's pretty easy. I mean, obviously there's work that goes into it in terms of like figuring out what market prices are for stuff, but there's a lot of opportunities. Let's say um, make money, so that's been fun. Just kind of sharing with people. Yeah, what my thought process is, and, and showing off some of the some of the flips that I've been doing recently. Yeah, I uh, after seeing your, uh, I think you, it was something, it was one some mythical stuff that you put up there. 
I went and uh, I found, I think it was the cheapest crown, legendary crown, because I own one. I got it at 350 ghosts like months ago. And uh, there was a big gap between the floor and the next one up. It was like the cheapest one was 579. The next one up was 850. So I like pulled some money out of my staked uh, ghost. I grabbed it and then relisted it for 849. So I'm hoping to, you know, make that little flip right there. That would be like, you know, easy, like 400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, there's a lot of, yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on right now in the market in terms of, um, you know, some legendary items are getting like, like super, super bid up. Like the gold necklace, I think I've been trading at like 900 ghost or something. And then you've still got some legendary items that are just as good. Like, I don't know, the gentleman coat or gentleman hat or whatever that are, that are super low. So I've been, I've been like trying to target some of those. And, and like you say, yeah, move the floor up. I guess there's, I guess those are kind of two different strategies, right? Either you can find items that you think you can bid up the floor, um, which is obviously a little risky because then somebody who's sitting on the sidelines could come in and say, oh, no, I'll just sell mine for less than you. Um, what, I'm, what I'm usually trying to do is get on the lookout for people who are selling their items at what I think is a discount based on, based on like historical sales trends. Um, you know, like what has this, this thing been selling for the last couple of weeks? So, like a week and a half ago, this guy, uh, one seller, sold like 30 man shades, pump threads, um, Zubat Mohawk, and something else, uh, two hand saws, all for what I perceived as like 30 to 40 percent discount off of the market price. So, I snagged all those, and those have been what I've been holding the last week. Um, for some pretty good profit. So it's been fun. That's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. Trying to figure out. I'm getting. I'm recording your uh, sound coming through a speaker, but for some reason, it's like so noisy. Not you, but just like the pickup on the mic. Let me just try to figure that out. Uh, if you've raised your hand, you have any questions, just throw them in. Uh, Avagachi Game Jam is coming. Yes, that's going to be coming, uh, I believe, from September 1st through the 5th. Uh, I'm sure um, Golden Cross will jump in and kind of tell us about it. Anybody have their hands up? Nope. People are messaging me. Sorry. <laughs> Let me check something very quickly. Yeah, these portals. Oh, these portals. It's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be snatching up uh, some tasty, tasty stuff. There we go. Yeah. Ava Gachi Game Jam. Uh, 10 days, 23 hours, 51 minutes. Uh, C-Rector just threw it up. Uh, the home of the first Ava Gachi Game Jam. In this hackathon, developers are tasked with building an Ava Gachi minigame using Web3 and or Mor Morales. I believe that's how you say it. On the Polygon Network. I know uh, Tech with Ivan... I've been on tech, I think it's called. He he did something where he said he made a mini game with a hundred lines of code um, of Morales, I believe. So yeah, here we go. The, about the events, I'll read through it. Welcome to the first Avagachi game jam. Avagachis are DeFi-backed NFT collectibles. The Avagachi unique SUG, oh SVG, and traits exist fully on Polygon Network. 
which allows any developer to fetch the user's abagachi to use as an in-game avatar, complete with side views with a single contract call, which is pretty interesting. Uh, the goal is to have the arcade of games which players can play and compete in to earn NFT rewards. Rules. Games must use Web3 to be able to fetch and play as their Avagachis. They must be built in a web-based framework like Phaser to allow for seamless MetaMask integration. Max team size of 4. Morales prize pool requires the use of a Morales tool. Uh, no building is allowed until after the start uh, time, which is 15... Uh, 100 p.m. UTC uh, on the 1st of September. Uh, owning an Avagachi isn't necessary for building the game. So that's good. If you're into, uh, if you want to be a dev doing this, you can do it without um, actually owning a Gachi. There's also a video over here, this little cool, like, how to build thing. Uh, the starter kit Avagachi phaser templates are available so you can jump straight into building your game without any prior knowledge of Web3. Tutorial series can be used to uh, uh, use the point of reference or to study up before the big day taking part click on the registration button to sign up uh sign you and your team up for abogachi game jam you will then be sent to email invites to the game jam discord channel where you can chat share and team up with other applicants once applied submit a short two-minute video demo of your game along with the link to the github repo before the end date to be in uh to be to have a chance to, of winning big prizes that's pretty cool they're doing it uh beardy are you gonna try to make a game Oh, we might have lost them. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had the coding experience to try to make a game, but I do not. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, yeah, no, I, I also am like not a developer, uh, and have not. Unfortunately, I wish I had the time to be going through all of Coyote's awesome um, tutorials that he's been putting together because. I mean, my understanding, like you said, is that it's all these templates and tools out there, it's fairly easy to um, to get started. And I think some of the games that people, some of the awesome games that people have been making, like the Wacker Raffle, that we just had the challenge for, I, I think a lot of those people like don't necessarily have a ton of coding experience. So if I had more time, I would uh, I would definitely want to. A bunch of us were talking to us about games we'd like to see. Um, I, I would love to see like a um, more of a controller game like a, like a Super Mario knockoff where you know where your Abagashi is like running around you know shooting fireballs at Koopa um, Troopers or whatever. Um, I think that would be really cool. And in terms of like the graphics and the pixelated, uh, every, you know that it seems like it would lend itself very well. So uh, free idea for somebody out there who wants to. Uh, um, who wants to make that? I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, a trolling game would be pretty dope. Yeah, I'm looking in the chat. I'm curious if you see this Plants vs. Zombies, which would be awesome. Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. I'm really, really excited to see what people come up with. Um, that'll be. That'll be great. Yeah, I think it's awesome that the team, that the Pixel Craft team is putting up, putting up money for, you know, to get people, um, to get people into this. They've said, you know, for a while now that their vision of the metaverse is like, they're building out this sort of playground that everybody 
can go and, and build stuff on, and that's different. This is exactly what's going to be awesome about that, is seeing people um, come and build their own game. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's just cool to see the pool of games, like how, like, especially after this, like, game jam, I can imagine that we're going to have a lot more games, uh, and I'm always down for that, it gives me more stuff to stream, so <laughs> it works for me. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that could be really cool in the future is, one, you know, there's been a lot of issues with figuring out how to, how to beat bots and cheaters, but because all these things are decentralized, you could imagine, like, a future where we have pay to play games where you know you pay one ghost or whatever for every game of the Wacker Raffle and you could actually be earning money um, you know based on uh, based on how well you're doing so that could be there's the sky is really the limit for, for what we're going so I just want to say real quick uh, Hefe we brought you up on stage uh, feel free to introduce yourself you might want to mute your mic though because it's very loud Right. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, sweet. Yeah, what up, everyone? My name is Hefe. I uh, haven't formally like introduced myself, but like I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Avagachi Pacific Chapter, because uh, I live up here in uh, beautiful British Columbia in Canada, and I thought I would rep the West Coast, so that's why I come with that. Um, <laughs> So my whole thing is I I was working in healthcare and uh, you know I was feeling kind of burnt out and so I ended up leaving that whole thing and now I'm actually learning to be or decided I want to be a smart contract developer so I've been learning some solidity and you know I did some like the Chainlink bootcamp a couple weeks ago I'm just kind of been getting into it so this game jam thing I'm super excited about because like. I mean, I took I took some time away from learning all the solidity and stuff, and I've been trying to figure out the TypeScript. It's actually not that, you know, for like someone like me, I don't have a whole lot of coding experience, and it's actually a surprise quite easy to pick up the TypeScript. So for like even people that, you know, may not have a whole lot of coding experience, I could see them like, you know, teaming up and like, creating something. Right? So I think I think it'll be pretty cool to see like what people come up with and like I personally I'm thinking of some stuff as well and like if other people want to be teaming up out there I'm, I'm like so open to that so it's nice uh, it's nice meeting all y'all you know it's, uh, it's kind of I like these hangouts and just uh, you know getting to drop some alpha and just share share ideas yeah it's always a lot of fun to talk with other members of the community because we're all in discord together and uh just to hear put a, a voice to an avatar for me is always a lot of fun yeah totally it brings a little bit more personality into the whole thing right yeah and rick jones just dropped into the uh discord the uh link to the uh basically building a full stack avagachi mini game part one setup uh plus phaser three so check that out if you're in if you're trying to build Yeah, exactly. That mini that mini game template. I was just looking at it last night, you know, just trying to mess around with it. And it's like it's like a great base to start off with, especially you know if you're just getting started with the TypeScript. But I find like uh, like with type like learning TypeScript itself, it almost like helps you while you're learning because it's uh, 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's kind of like TypeScript is doing some of the work for you when you're coding. So it actually helps you when you're a beginner. So it's kind of cool compared to like, you know, Solidity or something. You're kind of learning on your own when you're starting out. Yeah, I guess having that framework is uh, definitely uh, good. Somebody's saying this dude got the fan on high right now. <laughs> oh, can you guys hear my fan? I got like three fans going right now. So. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got like a Dyson like blasting my ear Hopefully that's a little better. I, I just thought you were like standing on the wing of a jet just flying by. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I have no idea what's happening. You know those Dyson fans, it's super loud. Yeah, that vortex right there. Okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that yeah, that's kind of like my story, guys. You know, I'm just kind of like trying to figure this out. And like being a smart contract developer isn't like something like, you know, like I looked at courses at my university and stuff. It's not really... You know, there's stuff for programming and stuff, but like, uh, you can very well learn this stuff on your own because there's just so many resources out there, like, especially with this Chainlink bootcamp. Like, that was, it was a three-day event, and I was like, I was blown away with just knowing, like, almost no coding experience. I was able to code my first smartphone. So, um, I was actually shocked at how, and how supported the community around it is, actually. Just reaching out and trying to figure stuff out. It's been really, um, I was taken back by how friendly people are. So. Yeah, it's it's good to have that um, that community aspect that we have. People are willing to help, uh, and that's always cool. I'm gonna have to hit you up because eventually, once I get my uh, my parcel, I'm gonna need some help building a DAP. Oh yeah, you know, that's totally what I'm kind of feeling right now, it's like, you know, I'm willing to commit to this, so like once the realm's being built out, it's like, let's build on top of that, right? Let's build some stuff on top of that. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be metal, it's going to be epic. Oh yeah. just want to check, anybody, if anybody wants to step up and uh, speak, just raise your hand, uh, we are here. Uh, so, Hefe, how long have you been, uh, how long have you been an Abagachi owner? Oh yeah, so I actually missed the initial drop. So I just heard about Abigachi through, I don't know if you guys watched the YouTube channel, The Defiant. I was watching The Defiant and he had an episode on Abigachi and that's what got me interested. Cause I'm like, oh cool, this is like on chain and everything. That actually what, what, what appealed to me is like, this thing is actually on the blockchain. Like the whole thing is on the blockchain. So I, uh, I think it was uh, the end of, March, early April when I got my first Dachi. So my first Dachi, I picked him up for about 350 ghosts at the time, which I thought was pretty reasonable at the time. It wasn't like the floor floor, but at the time it was like pretty close to the floor. I'm like, I wasn't really sure about anything. So I, you know, grabbed this Dachi, 350 ghosts. And this, uh, you know, read the white paper, kind of got into it more. And then the rarity farming started, and I'm like, oh, this is like a new concept. That's when I started going crazy with the wearables, and I got two more Avogadro's and all that. So that's when the craze kind of started for me. And uh, and yeah, it's been it's been like a journey ever since. Cause like I never even had a Twitter before this. 
I had a Twitter. It was for my photography for when I lived in New York, but I neglected it. I, I just stopped using Twitter like probably like two or three years ago. And then uh, and then I started the ambassador thing and I was like, why am I not on Twitter? This is where and then, you know, Twitter and Discord are like the playgrounds for the NFT community, I feel. And you're going to get all the information you want about all these projects, usually on Twitter and in Discord. So it was good to come back and actually get a Twitter. Like, use the Twitter account, finally, you know? <laughs> like, actually interact with, like, all the community uh, members, right? Yeah. It... Oh, and by the way, like, yeah, you've been, like, the beacon for NFTs for me, man. Like, I've been, I find, like, new NFTs on your channel all the time. It's, it's pretty cool, actually, what other people are thinking out there. Because I'm, I've just been um, focusing on Avogadro right now. But, like, like the Board 8 Rock Club, I think it's kind of cool. And I like the, a couple of my buddies actually picked up some of the, uh, the gutter cats. Ooh. The gutter cats. Some gutter cats. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I sold my Board 8 like a month ago for 7 ETH. And I think the floor now is 23 ETH. So I'm like kind of kicking myself. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why I'm never, I don't even, I, my Avogachis, I have three of them. They are not on the table. That is it. Because I know it's going to be something similar like that. It's going to be, oh, yeah, this damn thing is going to be worth like a million bucks one day. So let's not paper hand it. <laughs> like, what you, so I actually what have a question about, the, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say what you do with the 7E. It's only, a, it's only a bad decision if you do something bad with the 7E. If you put it into the Avogachi, that's good enough. Okay, so part of the 7 ETH I threw towards Ghost. I got a whole bunch of Ghost. I bought more wearables. And then uh, I just reinvested in a whole bunch of other NFTs. Like up until like two weeks ago, the 7 ETH had dropped to about uh, 0.17 ETH. I probably took like maybe one or two ETH out as uh, profits from because the initial purchase of the board ape was only uh, 0.44 ETH back in May. Uh, so luckily a lot of like i had like next to no eth left but a lot of the stuff i bought ended up uh blowing up like basically last week the week before and then i just liquidated like crazy so i was able to take the seven and turn it into about 12 13 ETH. so i'm now back down to five ETH because i've been just sweeping the floor i got more ghost uh yeah pulled more money out so i could buy a uh, washer dryer set which is going to be delivered at some time between now and hopefully 1 p.m so just living living yeah. Yeah. Got to take care of your. You got to get your Gachi's wearables, but you also got to take care of your. Uh, yeah, my own wearables. Yeah. Own, your own wearables. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, so. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna say. So, like, with these other NFTs, and I mean, even Gachi in general, how do you go about like valuing? You know, like when you're looking at a board eight, like you look at their traits and just. There's like rare traits, just like Avogachi's kind of thing. They're similar. A lot of them, I mean, to be honest, Avogachi is a project that I've like, I do a lot of research on. Like I see it as like the financial instrument that it is. And like, kind of like, you know, it's just a, the future of like gaming and finance mix. With a lot of those other projects, I'd say uh, it's more speculative. Like it's like, okay, somebody's willing to pay more money for this ape. Do I really think this ape is worth 23 ETH right now? I don't know if I thought it was worth, you know, 0.44 ETH. But, you know, those plays are much more speculative. So it'll be, uh, when I do research, it's more like what kind of community is involved. Um, 
basically if there's like you know what utility it might have but most of these projects have no utility so it's just more about like uh trying to you know flip but then th i turn it into ghost or wearables because I, i'm way like more confident in our project and kind of uh it's long-term uh longevity Right, so it's like most most NFTs right now is almost like people are using them like trading cards kind of thing. You know, like when I was younger, I'd trade Pokemon cards and trade it up to try and get a better one, right? And then, you know, hopefully that better one is like it's worth something and you get some whatever out of it. Um, and then with the Avogachis, it's like there's more fundamental uh, value locked in there. So it's like, I guess in a way, Avogachis would be easier to value because like, other NFTs, you're kind of feeling out the market with communities behind it, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, when you think about other NFTs, like, I don't love the, the word Ponzi scam, but like, when you think about what a Ponzi scam is, you're only making money when people are coming in behind you and raising the value you're at, right? So it's all you're bidding on is Bitpeg, and the only value that has is that in the future, people might value that higher current value, that's, there's, there's not any intrinsic value, right? I mean, I guess that's art, generally. With the Avogachis and the rarity farming, like, your Avogachi is going to be returning yield, you know, twice a year or however often you do rarity farming season, um, as long as this is going on. And, you know, once the metaverse starts up, you're going to be running around, you know, farming on your land with your Avogachi. So it's actual financial utility there that you're going to be able to see you're going to be able to see yield on Garbagachi which is really cool and it's just not really you know there's really not many if any other projects that are doing it the same way. yeah and the the polygon integration is amazing I love it it does it makes it not enough projects are on polygon and they need to be I want to uh, I want to drop something in the chat that I was that I update every once in a while. People probably people saw this. Ooh, spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I was updating this regularly like a while back and posting it in the thread, but I haven't done it in a while. Um, oh, that's dope. But yeah, so this is uh, so this this is these are statistics of uh, Avagachi sales for the last three weeks, um, and it's only naked Avagachi. So Avogachis that aren't wearing, that were not wearing any um, any wearables, just to you know, just to try to compare apples to apples. Um, and where there where there were more than four sales, you can see on the right, um, I basically excluded the top two and the bottom two, which hopefully accounts for the fact that like you know, there was a ten thousand ghost five hundred to five hundred five CRS uh, Gachis. Um, because of the double myth eyes. So like hopefully this kinda gets at what the the actual prices are for the DRS just in terms of, of how we're valuing it. And uh, the thing that's been awesome to see over the last couple of weeks is there's just been this huge increase um, in in sales over where we were last month while the value of ghosts has like pretty much doubled. So um, and it's really been, as I think somebody pointed out in the chat, it's really been like the floor Avogachis are rising insanely. So like, you know, you can see the, the 500 to 505, 505 to 510, 
these are all, you know, the prices have gone up. In terms of ghosts, they've gone up like well over 100% in the last month. Um, and ghosts have doubled. So in, you know, in fiat currency value, um, the, you know, basically quadruple value. And the number of sales has exploded. I mean, we're seeing, you know, 500, 600% more sales um, in a three-week period than we were seeing a month ago. So, um, yeah, so this has been, this was just, you know, I, I think we all sort of felt like this was happening, just watching the bazaar. Um, this was, this I think is a really cool way to actually see, you know, okay, what is actually, what is happening numbers-wise, and, you know, just how, just how far have we come in the last month. Um, and, and I think it's just going to keep, I mean, you know, for, for people who are just tuning in, there's crazy amounts of stuff that are going to be happening in the next month. Um, got the Hunt 2 auction happening in, what, six days? Um, five days, five days. Earn. Five days, yeah, starts on the 26th to 29th. Bid to earn, so if you bid and get outbid, um, you actually earn a percentage back of your bid. And we've got the Hunt 2 raffle, drop tickets, then at some point soon we're going to have where are the, the wearables raffle five, um, and then the land presale, and the hackathon, the game of So it's going to be, this is, it, it's crazy to see that like this amount of appreciation is happening, and in my mind we haven't really gotten into uh, like the really triggering events that I think are going to push us pretty far. So it's going to be a big month. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. Like, I'm so looking forward to it. And, you know, we're talking about, like, comparing it to other other NFTs. But, uh, like, H2 is a good example. Uh, We get the lottery aspect because you're still trying to uh, mint something that you don't know how rare it might be. But even if it's not super rare, it still has functionality because it can, you know, earn you yield either from the rarity farming or from uh, the eventual parcels in the gachiverse realm so it's like it just takes it to another level and that quadrupling is like a thing of beauty i really do and i love the the spreadsheet i wonder what do you think um what has the movement been like i don't you've been watching but i don't know if you made any spreadsheets for this for the unopened portals because it seems like the price is like tripled in like the last month or so yeah i mean i haven't been yeah, no, Happy was right. I mean, I, I didn't do a, I didn't do a spreadsheet for it, but it was, they were at, what, like, 11, 1200, you know, like a month ago, and now they're at, like, 2700. So, those have just, those have just exploded, I think, as, you know, people continue to realize that these are going to be super rare, you know, once you get Hunt 2, Hunt 3, Hunt 7, having an unopened, you know, Portal 1, especially as they can, you know, people Open them. Um, it's just—it's gonna be a It'll be like you know having a first generation unopened Pokemon set. Do you think that the people? I know a lot of people have recently purchased unopened portals. What do you think the percentage of people who purchased the unopened portal uh, kept it unopened versus people who actually you know popped the lid on the can to see what was inside? It's so hard, man. It's so hard to keep it closed. <laughs> somebody had the, uh, somebody in, in one of the other chats 
Pink had mentioned that there were all, that there were a relatively small number of newly unopened portals this um, week. So I think most people are just sitting on them. That's crazy. Like I mean, I get it. Like I know I had a I had a close I had a close portal, and uh, I actually I'm like you know I was sitting there one night and I was kind of you know I was a little I was a little buzzed. I'm like I gotta see what's in this portal, man. Uh, and I opened it, and I mean it wasn't anything amazing, but I got like a couple of link gotchis in there. I got some Wi-Fi, so like I I hung I didn't summon any gotchis from it because I'm like you know I'll just sit on it whatever. Now I'm thinking like, okay, should I even like what? What are we talking about for like open portals, right? Because I have an open portal. It has a bunch of retiring gotchis in it. I could just summon one of them. But what about leaving all ten, like going out of uh, whatever? You know, they're not going to be in home too. And what about just leaving the the unopened portal with the ten gotchis? Like, you know, that's something I would be thinking. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, that's a, it's a tough it's a tough call because on the one hand, like you know, we could find that maybe in six months from now there's some combination of statistics, you know, some combination of traits that none of us ever thought was valuable that all of a sudden, you know, oh, there's a new mini game or oh, these are really valuable in the realm. Um, mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, every day that you're not opening, every day that you're not summoning the Abagachi, that's another day that they don't have kinship, right? Once the once the realm starts uh, kinship, which currently has value because I uh, can earn you money in rarity farming, but once the once the metaverse opens and, and we're farming yield on our land, um, you're going to need kinship to farm those uh, those assets on your land. So um, you know, so sitting on sitting on an open portal for six months. Yeah, you give yourself more of an opportunity in six months of seeing which one you want, but you're also passing up you know, what, 365 uh, so Definitely a tough, definitely a tough. Decision. Well, it's crazy. I'm looking at Avagachi stats right now. Shout out to Gerard. Uh, right now we have total po- portals open 7,761. So I think some more portals were open. Uh, total unopened, uh, 2,239. But the thing that interests me is that huh, last week when we had this talk, I believe the number of Abagachis, uh sacrificed was sitting at 430. It's now at 433. So there hasn't been any event or anything recently that I can think of that would warrant needing to sacrifice three Gachis, maybe uh, to get like another point by level, you know, going up another three levels. But it's interesting somebody killed three gachis this week it's like who did it why you know what was the reasoning <laughs> and we have yeah we got some gachi murders there's uh, 433 of them like golly someone needs to get a badge for that so we gotta know who that is yeah the 100 kill badge i like that <laughs> gachi murder badge yeah, and, you know, this this number is just going to keep going up. Uh, it'll be interesting once we're in Haunt 2 because I'm sure that uh, Abagachi stats will, like, the stats can start getting more segmented. Like, we'll know the total number of Haunt 1s killed, but then over time, how many from Haunt 2, Haunt 3 were, were sacrificed. Uh, and then I wonder how it will affect, like, can, if I sacrifice a Haunt 2 Gachi, do I get the same amount of XP going to my Haunt 1 Gachi? Or, like, how that works? Like, once we get to mass adoption and there's like millions of gachis and we're all just 
slaughtering them <laughs> because they're, you know, we can afford to. <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what if you have like a haunt for a group of haunt for gotchis and you sacrifice them all and juice them in your haunt one, make it like ultra powerful? No. Yeah, because I figure haunt one gotchis are going to be the more valuable play out of all the gotchis. Uh, so if you could keep juicing your haunt one, uh, giving it more and more um, XP and raising it, uh, that might be the play over time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, of course. I mean, the other thing to think about though is that the leveling up, leveling up gets progressively harder, right? So, you know, the amount of XP that you need to go from level one to three is, I think, exponentially less than the amount that you would need to go from like three to six. So you're know your sort of uh, return on sacrifice I guess becomes less and less for every you know whether whether you're whether you know if you sacrifice 500 XP for somebody who's level 14 versus sacrificing 500 XP for somebody who's level 1 you're going to get more points up doing it to the level 1 guy that's kind of funny though because it's if you were a serial killer it'd probably be the same way you know that first kill is like the big one and then after that, like everything, it's like you're just a little more dead inside. It's like after killing a hundred gachis, you're like, all right, like it, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, you're like a junkie, like chasing the chasing, chasing the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I oh man, <laughs> I can't wait for this freaking GVM auction. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. I think we're. Maybe getting this weekend, uh, and said the uh, the summary of new wearables. Yeah, I, cool. I saw. I've seen a couple of the wearables. They look really cool. I also saw that we had to flip the M to a W because of uh, you know litigious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh yeah, that was that was maybe that was maybe my fault. <laughs> I wonder, did they get like a DMCA or something? Like McDonald's is like slap some with the hamburger sticker or something, like get off of our shit. <laughs> oh, I, well, I think it wasn't quite on their, I think it wasn't quite on their radar to be worried about the, the licensing rates. Yeah. Um, it's a problem. Yeah, no, well, I mean, one, be, one day, one day cool. they might be asking us for licensing rates, right? Be like, let's get those gotchis on the next McDonald's commercial. Well, we, we, I would love to see that happen. Uh, just a quick little side note, uh, and it's like been blown up on Twitter. The Board Ape Yacht Club, apparently Arizona, the canned iced tea, purchased one, and they plan on doing like promotions using it. So it's the first company that I've seen that is using an image and like the commercial rights to this NFT as part of their commercial like endeavors. So I, I can definitely see us eventually like a bank or financial institution. Uh, you know, wanting to use some of these gachis for some, you know, like commercial work. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, especially when you have the when you have the metaverse open, having, I mean, that kind of stuff is already happening in like in central land, right? Where you have, um, I think Atari had, you know, bought up a bunch of land in Decentraland, and they had like an Atari. You know, you could go and play. Atari video games in Decentraland, but once you get the metaverse like really up and cranking, if you, that becomes hugely popular 
for companies as a source of, you know, as a source of advertising. So. Yeah, that's going to be, that's the next wave, I think. It's funny, though, because, like, like, I'm looking at the chat. See, Recto just threw up an image of a McDonald's worker. In the NFT realm, there's so many fast food, like, or, like, branding. I've seen people do NFTs that look like Game Boys or, like, Nintendo characters. And it's like, this isn't going to end well. Like, you might be able to put it on a uh, decentralized Web3, like, marketplace, but you're not going to be able to trade it on OpenSea or anywhere else really without getting a big fat lawsuit yeah i mean that's what happened with uh what the sad frogs um collection you gotta let's see you gotta take down order from the creator yeah good old copyright law but you know eventually even those copyrights are going to be nfts that you're going to be storing inside of your gachi because it's like a little that'd be great like to be able to hold that kind of stuff uh inside of the gachi i think that's eventually going to be a thing right we'll be able to like if i have other tokens uh beyond just like crypto yeah. like, like currencies i could store them in the avagachi right or on the parcel yeah i mean the avagachi's pocket which is where all of your wearables you know, go and where when you get ghosts uh, sorry it's not where your wearables go but the pocket which is where like when you get rarity farming rewards um that's where the ghost goes and where your spirit force lives. That's just a that's just a contract. Like each Avagachi has their own little pocket contract. So I mean anything that you can send on the blockchain could go there. The team has the pixel craft team has talked about that in the future, you know, you'll be able to send NFTs to your Avagachi. Uh, so I mean, you know, really any anything that you can hold on chain can live in your Avagachi pocket. Pretty crazy just thinking about walking around, walking around the metaverse with like all this artwork sitting in your gotcha pocket. Um, you know, you could imagine like pulling up to some, you know, display screen in the metaverse and just like throwing up some piece of artwork up on the screen and showing off to people. People. Yeah, it's I'm... gonna change. I think I, I totally agree. I think it's gonna change how people like share and flex and like connect with each other being in like a physical space because like you know right now it's like i like sneakers so like i'll buy like really nice sneakers and when i go out and i i'll, I'll pick out a pair of sneakers that i really like but like since the pandemic and like you know people don't go out as much anymore and i don't really wear my i hardly ever go out so like where are people gonna like show off their uniqueness and their like, personality now i think it's gonna be in these like metaverse spaces Yeah, there are people right now that, like, the Board Ape Yacht Club, once again, I think Gutter Cat Gang is also doing this, where they're doing meetups where uh, you can, you know, you would bring your, I guess, your MetaMask and you sign in, showing that you have the token, and then you can display your piece up on, like, a screen or something. Uh, I, I just like the idea even of, um, like, think of, uh, like, POAPs, like, getting um, participation badges for going to a concert, and now you can throw that in your Avogachi's pocket, and you're really flexing it. But I want to get, like, one of those... I've seen them, like, chain the pendants. Like, it'll look all gold and have, like, diamonds all over it. But in the middle of it is, like, a digital image, and it's, like, a crypto punk or something like that. I would love that for my gachi, just having them bouncing up yeah. and down. Yeah, because most people won't even realize what it is, but they don't understand. It's like, yeah, this is, like, 10 grand, 20 grand right here, just flexing. And you don't even know what's inside the damn thing, so it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw one that somebody did that was like, you know, pretty kind of simple when you think about it. But it was just like a diamond encrusted case or an Apple Watch on a chain, and then they just had like the pictures of the NFTs on the case of the Apple Watch. Uh, we actually got a question. This is from Ray uh, Bearded. Can you guys give any opinion or insight on why something like uh, Board Ape Yacht Club or Penguins are taking off and Gachis are underground still? These are DeFi and DeFi is hot AF. Now, I'll just answer real quickly about the Penguins. The Penguins, I think to a degree that was like kind of a pump and dump. They uh, People from Wall Street Bets got involved in that and they started cranking up uh, you know, on, I guess, their Reddit that people should jump into the penguins. So that's why that thing, I think, exploded. Then there was the New York Times article about it. Uh, I think there was uh, Vitalik Buterin, uh, if that's how you pronounce it. He even like was quoted about so saying something about the penguins. And I, I remember, because on Twitter, I was like, oh, this is definitely a top signal. Like, this is kind of crazy. Uh, so I think it, it's just a different level of uh, pump, it, you know, a little pamp going on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna, I think a lot of it is that people, like, Avogadro is still very much in development, right? So, like, I think six months from now, we're going to be looking at it very differently when we have, um, you know, when we have some sort of version of the metaverse that can be running around it and people can actually go in and, and see, like, oh, this is an actual game. It's really cool. Um, I, I think there's also just, I think, what people are saying in the chat, you know, the fact that it's on... Polygon and not layer one is kind of, you know, can be tricky for people to, you know, figure out, okay, how do I, you know, how do I bridge over my bond? Um, yeah, but I, I think, you know, either things are going to change, you know, we'll be on, we'll be on OpenSea, you know, hopefully, um, soon. We're going to have Rarity Farm Season 2, we're going to have another 15,000 portals coming up, um, it's a, I mean, the Gachiverse ecosystem is so much more complex than any of these other things. It's, um, so I think it's, I think there's a little bit of a barrier to entry for people to, act, you know, people have to actually sit down and figure out, like, okay, what is this thing, rather than just saying, like, oh, here's this JPEG, I'm just going to hate them too. Yeah, I've, uh, I've created an Avagachi beginner's video, a lot of people here know it, right? I've gone to a lot of people uh, from my Music City Gachi Gang music hour, like musicians, people I meet in bars, and I, you know, they'll watch the video and they're like, I still don't understand what's happening. And I I've run into so many Ethereum maxis on on uh, Twitter that will argue, oh, Polygon isn't as good, it's too complex, it's not as secure, and I'm like, you just don't know what the heck you're talking about. Like, there's a lot of FUD for no reason, but people are gonna come around because you can't have an on-chain game on layer one everybody if you talk about pricing people out that's going to be insane like you won't be able to pet your gachi if another nft is dropping like it's just easier i think like with abagachi like bearded said said this is a very complex ecosystem and as soon as we get the realm up and running like even just like a game jam that's going to happen you could see where this is going so it's uh I think we're going to get there. It's just a different segment. It's easier to sell somebody an image of a penguin that they can use as their avatar versus, hey, this is like more than just a shitty JPEG. It's actually a financial instrument. It's an escrow account that you like, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more, you know? 
there's a there's a lot of utility behind it, like you were saying before, where like you were saying with the JPEGs, it's a lot of just speculation, aping into stuff, and then people, you know, trying to sell it for more to someone else, kind of like a trading card kind of game. Where this is more like let's look at the fundamentals, what's the long term vision, that sort of thing. Yeah, having the uh, having a currency itself also gives it like just there's so much utility here. That's why whenever I do talk about other projects, there's one that I love and it's called the Sewer Rat Social Club. And they have a DAO, they have like their own currency. They actually have utility beyond just being an image. And I think if you're going to survive in this NFT game long, you know, term, you have to have some kind of utility. And the fact that this is like we're at the beginning of watching crypto bonds and other crypto financial instruments. Like this is going to like, it's going to be a thing where you could take this and use it as collateral eventually to buy a home. So it's a, uh, it's very, uh, very, very exciting. Yeah. It's just a different, it's just a different, it's just a different project. I mean, the pixel, this is, this is like a real long-term project that's being built out the right way. You know, this craft is that like over 20, employees and you know there's a five-year ten-year plan for this game it's just it's just different than you know we get lumped in into the nft space because they are nfts but it's it's, diff- it's, just, it's just different than you know the what's becoming this horde of these drops happening you know every six hours the majority of which people get burnt when they you know when they end up not making any money but it's just it's just a different context i think entirely yeah i mean oh, i totally agree i mean i was gonna say just uh with the even with you know like ghosts being listed on Aave, hopefully we get that to happen because you know that's going to open a whole new door too eventually when i mean i hope one day we can use our avagachis as collateral like no futuristic the same i think that'd be really cool it's it's happening ghost on Aave. it's just right now it's just a question of if it's going to happen time for hunt too I mean, they, I think the vote, I know there's like several different votes, but I know the, the first vote seems to have overwhelming the past yesterday. So, yeah, we're definitely getting, uh, we're definitely getting Ghost on Abe, which is going to be gigantic. Uh, also, Moongachi just wrote in the uh, channel, uh, tweet at author underscore zero X and tell him to delegate his huge PP. So we need his PP, throw it our way. Yeah, get, I think also like this project compared to others, like we actually get backed by we're, you know by Abe. That's a big freaking deal. Like all these other projects that I've seen are mostly like two dev teams, like you know maybe a couple artists that are freelance hired, and then uh, two developers, usually a blockchain, and then or like a solidity, solidity uh, developer, and then someone doing front end stuff. Uh, this is different. We're like on a whole different wave, and the level of like even just like. I remember reading and listening to the space on the light paper for the realm and my mind was just blown. It's like these guys have really gone in depth on this and it's like great to see and like watch it as it develops and grows. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. And uh, like, you know, Bearded was saying, it's kind of like Avogachi's in its whole own category. You know, um, and the fact that it's backed by Ave is like I feel like Avogadro might be one of the first like real NFT collaterals that's going to be used on like a DeFi 
platform, you know, to like, imagine you could put your Avogachi in, you know, like a collateral pool and like maybe it'd be based on like its traits or like its BRS and, you know, there's an actual way to value Avogachi in my opinion, that's you could fund, like based on its fundamentals instead of just being like, you know, hey, that one looks kind of cool, I'd pay a lot for that. Yeah, so someone above mentioned um, a rarity tools setup for um, our gotchis. I don't really know that we need that though, because we have, you know, they have base rarity scores. So I, I figure that kind of. Uh, but then again, if you have a very uh, low BRS gotchi, that's actually pretty rare. So I don't know. I, maybe rarity tools would be cool, but that's also going to be a pain in the ass to update because constantly, you know. Sac you know, got gotchis are going to get sacrificed, and eventually it's going to be multiple hunts. So it's going to be way more. You know, we're going to have hundreds of thousands of gotchis that you got to kind of search through on a rarity tools page. Yeah, I mean the other thing that's, that's tricky about going to rarity tools is that there's there's just a lot going on with the Avogachi, right? Like, you know, you've got its six base traits, but then you also have its kinship and it, and its XP and its collateral type, you know, and the fact that people are valuing eyes higher than the other traits. Um, so I almost feel like having it on very tools would be like, overly simplistic and misleading. Um, yeah. And there is on, on avogashistats.com, there is a, uh, in chat. Um, there are, there are pretty good um, there's, you know, there's some good charts that show how the how the trace and the rarity are distributed. So there's definitely, you know, it's not going to give you a number like this is your you know, your number thousand out of ten thousand, but uh, but it will help you. Um, and I think there are some people. I I know there's some there's some content being developed by community members uh, that will. Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, Avogachi rarity distribution chart on uh, Avogachi stats, and I think my my strongest Avogachi BRS wise is 530, and there's 75 of those, so that's kind of cool. But it's like interesting to look at this chart, like because there's only there are three Avogachis that have a 348 BRS. There is one Avogachi with a 330, so it's like that thing is like so like so low and then there's one uh 576 so that's crazy like but you see most of them are lumped between uh 477 and uh 550 uh 548 oh yeah santa hats <laughs> oh those santa hats yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah those have been crazy i uh I missed it, you know, I, got, I had one at like 75 ghosts, and then I just like, the price started going up and I got rid of it, and then I'm now regretting it, obviously, but that's just the way it goes, right? I mean, I just, I wish I would have hung on to it, because I remember when I used to play RuneScape, the Santa hats just went insane, you know, in, in price, in that game, if anybody's played that uh, RuneScape. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that, that, that brought me back to the RuneScape days. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think that's you know that's obviously why I think people are, are stacking up on them because it's this sort of unique uh, you know it's 
not part of a set, not it just this unique one-off um, variable. Although I do see on the on the wiki it says other items in the Santa wearable set will be available soon as well. Oh, so it's a full set. It's not just a hat. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped some more around Christmas. That'd be cool. Good old GBM auction for some uh, Santa wearables. Get the rest of the suit. Yeah, or some kind of airdrop in the spirit of the holiday. I'm excited for. I'm excited for the. I know a lot of people are excited for each. Too. Um, I'm excited to get some new wearables. I think, I think they said there's going to be like 36 new, uh, 36 new items, 12 sets or something. Um, Is that going to include the Venley stuff that we didn't uh, finish? Will that include Venley, the stuff that we didn't finish with them? I think it's an addition. I think it's an addition to them. Nice. I, yeah, so I think we're going to get the rest of the Venley items plus 36 new items, uh, you know, might see some, some, might even see some godlike items in there, um, and, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, and all of them, all of them dropping at once, it's going to be wild. Yeah. So, yeah, what is it, 10 a.m., I guess, on Thursday, uh, Friday, um, it's a good time. Wait, so it's this uh, week also, those are coming as at, at the same time as the haunt two auctions i think they're all yeah i think they're all dropping oh that's gonna be great <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a great opportunity yeah which actually probably helps there's a lot of discussion yesterday in the chat in the talk thread about you know so obviously the the best way to guarantee that you get um the top uh bonus payout in the gbm auction is the first bidder there's a lot of discussion of like, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussion of like, oh, you know, how hard is it to be different bidder? But with all these wearables dropping, like, there's going to be enough for everybody to bid on, you know, it's going to be 12,000, you know, 12,000 portals, um, thousands, probably, I guess, thousands of wearables. I think there will be plenty, plenty of bidding for everybody. Be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you'll you be live streaming that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be live streaming it. <laughs> I'm just hoping I lose enough bids that I actually have ghosts for uh, day two and three of uh, bidding. But I'm gonna like I was talking about it on my Music City Gotcha Gang Music Hour when I was doing a giveaway last night. Because uh, someone was asking me like, what are your plans for Haunt Two? And I said I'll probably put 1,500 ghosts aside for haunt too because i want i still want something in uh the parcels and as well as um some wearables but i was like you know if, if portals are 300 ghosts i'll get five of them if they're 500 ghosts i'll get three of them if they're a thousand i'll get one or maybe i'll like you know get two so uh, yeah i have to think more about my strategy but i'm definitely going to be live streaming it because the gbm auctions are like crack it really is addictive to get that little tone the beep you've lost and it's like hell yeah like so i'm gonna be in there <laughs> Somebody yeah, said portals will be 3K. <laughs> Cookie Thief asks, what if H2 portals are 9,000 ghosts? Then I will be watching you from the sideline with my three H1s. 
It would, it would be surprising, though, because I would imagine that a H2 portal, which is more than doubling supply of current gachis, if the floor for a gachi now is eight, seven, eight hundred. Go- what, what is the floor actually? Let's check this out. Uh, I just want to say that if 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 Hansu portals were nine thousand ghosts over twelve thousand portals, that would be one hundred and eight million dollars. One hundred and eight million ghosts spent on um, just portals. Yeah. So not just, even just think about what it's, right. Just think about what that would do to ghost prices. Price. Yeah. Uh, like what's our market? Our market cap right now is one hundred. <laughs> so, if that many people were coming in trying to bid that much on Hansu portals, um, I think I think the price would go at least double, which would be expensive. Yeah. I think right now a floor, the cheapest gachi with item, that's the name of the gachi, 5889, is uh, 949 ghosts. So, I would imagine that H2 portals are going to go cheaper than that. Uh, but, you know, it's also fun to think of, like, rarity farming. Our treasury, like, the the rewards, if we were to do 9,000 ghosts a uh, portal, the rewards would be insane. It would it's just, oh, man. <laughs> hey, Coder Dan, by the way. How, how are you doing? Hey, you guys. Yeah, doing well. How about you guys? Do I sound like a liquidator? You sound okay. <laughs> you sound good. You sound good. There's no 50, you know, Dyson fans behind you, so we can hear you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that an alpha leak, though? I don't know if we know what liquidators sound like. <laughs> Which by Cutter Dan. That's a, yeah, I'll just I'll get my really crappy internet connection and I'll talk and that'll be a little bit I do love that sound. That was brilliant. Uh, how many of you are still uh, like what do you I'm thinking about Dino Swap, right? Because uh, people are still in the, their pools. Do you think that their pools are going to like drop the amount of liquidity they have as we approach H2 from people pulling their money so that they can buy portals? I was I thinking mean, that, you know, like... I'm definitely pulling I'll, I'll, <laughs> yours in. I, I, I've been thinking about it. I mean, I'm just using a small amount on DinoSwap just because I was just testing out the, the actual platform. So, like, for me, I might just leave it in there and just let it kind of do its thing. But, you know, like, if there's more opportunity to earn in the GBM as well. So, like, that's something I have been honestly considering. We'll see, I guess. APY-wise, like, honestly, for me, personally, I don't think it's been that bad, you know, for, like, what you really have to do. You just, like, put your stake ghost uh, receipt token in the pool and... Just let it chill there and then collect your Dino tokens. I just usually just swap them out for those. That's just my No, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely been awesome. I just think I'll probably pull mine out. I have a decent amount in the, in the Big Ghost Eat pool. I'll probably just pull it out for a couple of days at the auction just to have more, have more liquidity laying around. So, I mean, that could be interesting to see the, uh, that just plummet. Although, you know, then that. Obviously, if lots of people pull out, that pool, I think, is still earning a certain amount of dino, so that could, uh, that could pump up the, the, API for, the APR for everybody else. Right. I, would, I think that, that would make sense, yeah, because you're pulling, like, there's less liquidity in the pool. 
I, I was in the Dino, I was in the pools for Dino Swap the first few days, and then I pulled out and just wanted to stake straight Ghost. I don't like the idea of impermanent loss, but I know I'm losing those extra friends that uh, you guys are acquiring at this point. Yeah, although I, I mean, think for me, like, I'm... Better... <clears throat> I was just gonna say, for me, it was just like a DeFi kind of test, because, like, I'm really new to DeFi, too. Like, you know, I haven't done very much, like, yield farming or anything, so it was kind of like, it was a new concept, and, and the appeal is, like, it's on Polygon, so, like, I've always stayed away from yield farming, because, like, not only in permanent loss, but, like, you have to look at the fees you're spending, too, and, like, on Polygon, it's nothing, pretty much. So I was actually open to that, just to see, like, if I could put in, like, you know, like a couple hundred ghosts, and then see how much of that I can make back minus, like, impermanent locks. And just take that as an experience. So that's the approach I took in there. Yeah, well, that's the awesome thing about Polygon, right? Is that, you know, if you have, like, with the GBM auction, if you wanted to pull your liquidity out for, like, three days, um, you're not, you're not losing anything. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. That was the appeal for me initially. Yeah, the ease of transactions really is like when I when I was doing the Dino thing. What I was doing was going to uh, um, quick swap, not quick swap, uh, sushi swap, and getting uh, the Dino coins itself. And then staking those. So, but just being able to go and swap stuff easily, very quickly, no issues, like just makes everything, all the moves, so much more easier. It's almost like uh, trading in the stock market where you don't have to pay a commission fee to make the transaction. It it makes it so much easier to like know when you're profitable, know when you're taking a loss. <laughs> I like this. Uh, be the coin. He puts up a. I guess that's a whale sucking in everything. <laughs> I just wanted to make the comment. Somebody, somebody mentioned this in the chat, and I think a couple of people have not been clear about this um, recently. The drop tickets, so in terms of the raffle tickets, it's a little confusing there. Is the wearable tickets, right? The ones that are like uncommon, common, rare, legendary, mythical, godlike. And then there's the drop tickets. Um, you can always convert any of those wearable tickets into drop tickets at their corresponding friends rate, right? So like a a mythical ticket costs 10,000 friends. A drop ticket costs 10,000 friends. You can convert one mythical to one drop ticket. A godlike costs 50,000 friends, so you can convert one godlike to five, um, five drop tickets. Interesting thing about drop tickets is that they are going to be used to raffle. Um, I'm saying this because somebody was asking in the chat about how many drop tickets might be created before the Hanfu raffle. Um, so I know a lot of people, so the, the draft tickets are going to be used not only for the Pontu raffle that should be coming up in the next couple of weeks, but also for the land uh, raffle. So I, like, I know a lot, you know, so there's what, there's like 70,000 draft tickets out right now, and somebody um, calculated the other day how much, how much rent there is outstanding. But a lot of those might just be, you know, people sitting on those waiting for land if people think that land's going to be more expensive. So, um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be kind of a surprise, I think, to see what the what the expected return is on these um, on these drop tickets for portals, because you don't know how many of those are actually gonna get entered into the raffle until until the very end. 
Ooh, someone's asking how ma how many friends have been calculated, like have been I guess uh, distributed. Uh, we got Frank, our new one of our latest hires at Pixelcraft, who's uh, working on a subgraph that's actually going to have kind of on-chain data for that. Uh, it's, I think it should be coming out next week. That's yeah, awesome. The, uh, uh, all right, no, I was going to say Diddly. I, I knew that Diddly had done a, a script uh, to figure out some of friends, so I didn't have to figure out Say in a yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I totally agree with that. You know, I think there's just going to be so many items, and then you have the land and portals. So, like, you know, maybe people are going to hang on, on onto the, you know, their tickets for the realm sale, for the realm uh, raffle, sorry. But then, I mean, anybody entering for the portal raffle has a little bit of a higher chance now of getting a portal. So it's kind of like... You know, if, if the tickets shift from one pool to the other pool, it just gives a better opportunity. There'll always be an opportunity to get something if you, um, I guess, distributes tickets across, you know, each thing, right? Each raffle. Yeah, I wish there was a way for us to know, like, so I can plan this out. Like, for the wearable and the H2 raffles, how many tickets actually went into were entered into the raffle. Is that possible?
Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's possible. I just don't know where that's where that all the data is stored. Um, I'm just I'm looking at the at the light paper. I, is it all? So there's three. I'm looking at the the timeline. So this in the chat. Uh, Are you talking about the uh, pre-sale timeline? For these sedan are all so, so we've got uh we've got realm pre-sale one two three we've got realm pre realm pre-sale one and two and obviously it's, it's my chance but this is what projected uh realm pre-sale one and two happening in the same quarter and then realm pre-sale three yeah that that might get bumped a little bit i would like maybe we'll do pre-sale number one and we're almost at the end of uh, Q3 anyway, so. Um, are those all? Are those all going to be 80 percent, twenty percent auction versus raffle? Um, we, yeah, we haven't confirmed. Like, we've only confirmed for pre-sale number one the exact uh, distribution, like at 80, 80, 20 or could be could be higher for raffles, depending on like how things go. We really, we really are. Um, gonna wait and see on that. Like once we've done the first one, we'll kind of see what the effect was and, and if people are happy with it and uh, how things go. So there is a potential it, it could be adjusted. We're not uh, we're not closing the book on that completely yet. It could be higher though. It could be like I'm not. We we discussed internally a little bit like what would happen if we you know made it 50-50 or, or played with the distribution a little bit. But I, I think it's fairly safe to say there will be this combination of auction raffle for for all those in yeah. the future. Because I'm just thinking. The auction, I'm just thinking. Oh, just the auction by itself, uh, it's a whales game. I think everyone knows that. So we want to balance it out with the raffle, and also for the people who have been staking for a long time, we really want to reward our long-term players who have like been there and never have held on to ghosts for, for a long time and have accumulated their friends and, and you know, they can choose their battle. If they want to choose this, this raffle and go for it, then they can. So that's why we are going to keep the raffle as an option going forward. But the exact percentages may change. Yeah, I was just thinking in terms of trying to get some sort of ballpark figure people were talking in the chat about Oh, if I only have this many raffles, I'm not going to win anything. Um, if you've got, you know, we know that there's like 3,000 on two portals that are being raffled, and then, you know, let's just say pre-sale one, um, there's 20,000 total um, parcels in that. So let's, you know, let's just say 25% get raffled so that the math is That's another 5,000. So you've got 8,000 between the portals and the land. We've got 8,000 items that are being raffled off on those drop tickets over the next, you know, two months, three months. Um, and, it, you know, if all of those billion friends went into drop tickets, you know, let's say, like, roughly you've got 200,000 drop tickets divided by 8,000. That's, that's 20, 25, that comes up to 25 drop tickets per item. like, that's not, like, you don't, you're not going to need a, I don't think, you're not going to need a ton of drop tickets to come away with 
yeah, when you put it that way, I, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, they're currently, uh, what, by the time we get to that time, there may be two million, two billion friends, or there might be much, much higher. So there may be some yeah. uh, inflation there. But I think the point yeah. stands that there's a good chance. And that's and that's that's that math is assuming that no friends go into work. Um, I guess which obviously a lot are going to because there's some there's gonna be more godlike items grappled, there's gonna be more mythical items grappled, there's gonna be a lot more uh, grappled before we get to that point. So, you know, like uh like Del says in the chat, you know, at twenty five at current market prices that's three hundred ghosts per item. Um, which I, I think a lot of us are expecting land to auction for a lot of popular than that. And, and same with the hockey world. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what, like, I've been thinking that? about the... Sorry, I was just going to say, I've been thinking about the, the relation of the price of Ghost and what these items are going to go for. So, like, I mean, Ghost is at, I don't know what it's at exactly right now, but... Last time I checked, it was around two twenty or something like that. Um, so, like you know, if the price of ghost starts moving up, I wonder if that's going to affect the price people are willing to pay for a portal or a plot of land. Like, are people going to take like the fiat cost into? Are they going to take the fiat cost into account? That's something I've been kind of thinking about. Yeah. Crazy thing to be over the last month has been seeing. Because I was also I was also worried about that you know I'm, I, I sit on a decent amount of Kabayashi and wearables and I was worried about that too you know if those start pumping what does that do to the market market prices and the crazy thing over the last month has been seeing the fact that prices in the bazaar have doubled and tripled for a, for a lot of items for those portals pretty much across the board everything costs more in ghosts in the last than it did a month ago um, and Ghost has doubled in value, so um, that's been that's been kind of crazy. Now it's you know it's definitely a good, definitely take your point of like, well you know that's fine. When we have a fairly limited quantity of new comp one items. What happens when we dump another you know fifteen thousand portals into the market? Um, but I think we are. I think we're going to see a lot of new people come in. I was, just a personal experience, I wasn't involved in Abagachi pre-Arch, pre-Hong One, and I got into it because, um, you know, I knew this drop was happening, and I, I kind of aped in a little bit and then kind of stuck with it. So I think we're going to see a lot of people coming in, and, you know, we look at it and we say, you know, oh, you know, those portals cost so much, but there's a lot of people out in the space a lot of money to throw around, so I wouldn't try. I, I don't think that we'll we'll have like a shortage of people willing to spend you know, 500, 600, 700 ghosts on a on a hunting portal, even if ghosts, you know, even if in a week ghosts is trading at like three dollars. What do you guys think happens if the floor price of like the auction for a portal is is above a thousand ghosts? What do you think the, the larger community's reaction to that will be? Because I think some people are basically like betting that they're going to go for 300 ghosts or 500 ghosts, which 
find that <laughs> kind of hard to hard to believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. So I think I think you'll see a lot of what we saw after comp one, right? Of people people saying, you know, we should get another comp three, um, which you know, and I think I think we'll be having the same conversations <laughs> that we had in March of like, you know, do we want is this about mass adoption? Do we want to get cheap portals to people, or is this about protecting these people who made an investment thinking that there were only going to be, you know, 15,000 more Hantu portals. Um, that'll be interesting. I mean, I think if that happens, the price of Ghost is, is going to pump hard, so hopefully people should be happy about that. You know, if we have it'll be 12 million, uh, 12 million Ghost getting spent on Hantu portals. But yeah, that would, I mean, that would be pretty interesting that uh, you know, you'd probably have a lot of people feeling like they weren't able to get an affordable portal. Although, I mean, hopefully that should be once you know, once we get the realm going and have liquidators and have people playing for free, um, that should hopefully alleviate some of those some of those concerns. Yeah, I mean, I think the liquidators once those are out, that's really going to be like the big on ramp for people that are like just getting into it and want to maybe dip their toe into the water and kind of try out the game. And then, you know, and then they're like, okay, I want to spend whatever a thousand ghosts on a gachi now. Cause I can, I see like, you know, get sucked into the game. They see the value and then go from there. Yeah. That, that plus like gachi lending, those will be the two well, gachi lending or gachi renting. Those will be two basically pillars for, much much bigger adoption i think once those are both in place like we'll have massive growth in in daily active users and the more you know mini games coming out play to earn arcade play to earn realm it's gonna be nuts um coder dan would you ever or you and the team ever consider uh maybe a partnership with a game like uh i think it's called galaxy fighter club uh I saw a video about it from KG Jan about it. And, uh, you know, it's basically, I think it's on chain. You would uh, connect your wallet and then you could fight in like a Super Smash Brothers type game with your NFT avatars. Hmm. That's cool. Is it um, like which, is it on, on chain? Like is it Ethereum or does it matter what chain you're on? Let me, or I have to do more. Like I chain, chain agnostic. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I have to do more research on this. Let's see. Galaxy Fight Club. It would be cool if someone did that and it was chain agnostic. So like, Oh, we are cross-IP, cross-platform, PvP fighting yeah. game where players can battle with other avatar collections to win and earn ETH. So I think it might be on Ethereum. What does it say? Da, da, da. Collectibles project, cross-brand uh, collection. Yeah, it's on the Ethereum blockchain. Hmm. But they can like pull in NFT. Well, it sounds like they can't pull in NFTs from from like other projects uh, that are on different chains, or can they? I don't think so. From what I'm trying to see, if there's any da -da, completely ready to play game, additional graphics, blah blah blah, deep industry. Uh, da -da -da. Yeah, I don't. I, I have to do more research. I don't think uh, it says anything because all the projects that they've partnered with so far are other like JPEG and NFTs that are on Ethereum. I don't know mm -hmm. that they're doing anything with like uh, 
people that are on like Polygon. Like I know Zed Run and Chicken Derby are on Polygon, so maybe we can race. <laughs> Sounds like a good use case for um, a bridge to, to Ethereum for Gachis. Yeah. Hey guys, Jeff. How you doing, Jesse? <laughs> just just snuck in here. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I saw uh, Kaji Kaji Jan uh, posting about that, and I thought it looked really really neat. I noticed it was only on Ethereum, as far as I could tell. I dig very much deeper than what you just did there. No. I think it could be really cool. So, if that bridge opens up, then maybe uh, maybe it could work. We should be getting a bridge pretty soon, right? I know you guys were. Trying to shoot for pre, pre hunt too. Yeah, we've been um, we've got two new guys that we that we have looking at the contracts and kind of doing final checks. Um, just as far as solidity, it's it's quite hard to convince auditors to like look at a, a handful, a dozen lines of code or or more uh, without they they want to do a whole package. You know, it's really really quite difficult. Um, it's an interesting problem as we're like upgradable contracts. So um, we are building out the team of kind of security code reviewers and uh, they're both looking at the pet operator. Probably, I think it should be this week. And I mean, I've looked at it multiple times. I, I don't see any issues with it, but we want to be, we want to have multiple eyes looking at it because it is quite a big functionality. And yeah, we are hoping to ship that um, like immediately after or very soon after Han too. Yeah, we've we've talked with we've talked with multiple auditors. We've all of our contracts have been audited. It's just the price of auditing has skyrocketed while the quality has greatly diminished and we have such a large code base that new auditors come in, they look at it and they're like they want like $100,000 or more fifty thousand dollars to even look at it it's like we just want to change our tires and they look at the code base and they're like well we got to do a whole transmission change <laughs> yeah it seems like you'd be better off just having somebody in-house kind of yeah so we're, in, we're like building out our own team mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're third-party guys they're all uh, security researchers and we just want to have a team that we can basically call on whenever we have any sort of upgrade and they'll review it with us in addition to our own reviews and then help us write tests and, you know, um, think about tests that should be written if they weren't. Yeah. Good old, uh, vertical integration, bringing, bringing them on board. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Auditing firms right now, they're, they're, some of them are okay, but, the best ones that the most of them they charge too much and deliver very little and they they don't actually catch anything we've had multiple audits where the guys like we they we didn't even publish these audits because they weren't really worth that much they looked at the code they wrote a nice report but in the end they didn't even catch any things that that i caught or that nick caught or some of the other guys it's like it's like what are you guys doing Yeah, I do find it funny when the you know you have these new projects like, and like oh we've been audited by this firm or whatever, and then you look at the audit and it's like a page and a half, and the only thing they yeah. found is like oh like consider using a different function name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
usually, yeah, there's, it's like usually like audited by Certic or some other firm that basically they just, they do hundreds of audits and like, yeah, they're not, they're not, there's a bunch of, there's a lot of new auditors out there. They charge a lot. Yeah. It's really just a rubber stamp. We're lo- we're not looking for that. We're lo- we're looking to make sure that the code is actually secure. <laughs> Audit by fire. Yeah, yeah. We're we're trying not to test in production. We really we write a lot of tests. We write. Um, we do we we try to take our time with things. At the same time, we need to ship code. And embrace Coven. We always uh, do our test net first. Right now, we usually what we do is uh, we fork Matic because even Coven, it's a it's kind of a different environment. So we're we're constantly forking Matic to to get the latest state of the blockchain, which is kind of cool. And the architects take a good look. That's awesome. Yeah, if you guys ever, I'm sure that I've heard that there's a a secret Discord where you guys are always like looking through every single line of code in the and the branches and stuff, that's awesome. Definitely, if you can like spot things that we don't notice or um, that, would be, that would be super cool and very helpful. A good way that's to- That's really uh, cool that there's that. I was just gonna say that that's cool that they have that, that we got that oversight, uh, you know, like that extra kind of look over. Cause like in this DeFi space right now, it's just crazy. You know, I don't, you guys probably heard about that big hack that happened. Uh, Six hundred million dollars or something like that, and you hear like you know NFT projects getting rugged all the time, and it's like you got to do your due diligence in this space for sure. Yeah, Moon says, isn't there the Mumbai testnet? Yeah, testnets are really uh, <laughs> useful before you've deployed, uh, but once you've deployed your code and there's like a whole state that is embedded into it then testnet becomes less useful because it doesn't have the state of your current app. So what you can do is you can fork, uh, you can fork the currently deployed mainnet and test from that. Oh, wow. You can be testing like with all of our Avagachis in their current state, you know, in their state from like yesterday or whatever. Yeah. The, the latest block basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. This just makes me, I don't know why, but it, well, I do know why. It makes me think about like multi-dimensional, you know, reality of nature. <laughs> Here for, we're all just like a fork of somebody somewhere. So, right. <laughs> just another, not even a test net. We're just a fork of uh, Matic yeah. somewhere. They're testing out this, uh, this new COVID code that they're trying to ship. <laughs> let's see yeah, how this some- runs. Let's see how this, let's see how this new virus runs in the simulation. Right. Somebody upstairs is like, oh, it's just broken again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, interesting. Um, I can't, I don't want to go too deep into it, but um, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Realm, the parcel, and the supply of Alchemica? I want. I'm, I'm curious what your expectation is. Do you expect the parcel alchemica to be unlimited or do you expect it to be limited based on what you've read in the in the light paper i think when i read the light paper i thought it would be unlimited and then i know i know jesse did a interview 
that YouTube uh, YouTube video. I think it was in the YouTube video that he said it was going to be it was going to be sort of limited, but could be replenished after after the great battles. Um, yeah, which is cool. I mean that you know that obviously throws in a whole nother kind of game theory dynamic into it that you're you know you can't just you can't just own one piece of land and just build you know super op buildings on on your one really good plot of land mm-hmm. um and just keep farming you have to you know at some point go out and and get more land yep yep cool that's that's pretty much yeah how we're thinking about it as well um, yeah i was thinking it was going to be finite Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I figured finite. Uh, are parcels going to be on the bazaar? Like once once you're done with the uh, GBM auction, like if people want to sell the parcels, is it going to be in a separate marketplace or same marketplace as everything else? Yeah, it'll be in the bazaar. And how we're going to do it, I think, is it'll when you participate in the auction, obviously the game hasn't launched yet. So it's, that's why it's kind of a pre-sale. So what you'll be getting is a voucher for the parcel when it finally launches. It's not going to have any of the Alchemica or anything in it, but you'll know like you'll know the location and you'll know what's around it, kind of the metadata of it, um, and you'll know the size of it, obviously. But it'll be a voucher that you'll basically convert into a real parcel once the game contract goes live. So and uh, for that, the, the parcel itself, once you open it, there'll be we're gonna engage the VRF again. So you'll have like a a min and a max of Alchemica that you can have in your parcel. So some of the 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 total amount of Alchemica that you have will be determined by the VRF. You'll be and then I guess based on where you are in the map, that sort of impacts how. I guess also how much of like the different types of Alchemica that you're getting. Yeah, that's right. And then yes. do you guys know that obviously makes sense for like the auction, right? Like you're bidding on specific lots in the realm. Um, do you guys have a sense of how that's going to work with the raffle? Like, will you be entering raffle tickets for particular areas or is it just going to kind of be like, you know, these 5,000, Plots are up for grabs, and you know, whoever you know, you put in drop tickets, and then you just get one of them randomly. Yeah, I think it'll probably be uh, similar to how we'll be doing the portals, is which is with the, an ERC eleven fifty five, and yeah. basically it it'll just uh, be random. You'll you'll put your voucher in, and it'll spit out uh, an ERC seven twenty one voucher. Cool be awesome be a big yeah big six months I'm so you might like you might get lucky because the, the size is not going to be you won't like there's not going to be three different um when you're when you're right. participating in the raffle there's not going to be multiple size prizes you won't know what you're going to get until you enter the raffle so you might end up with a small but you also might end up with uh, a, a spacious yeah. parcel with just like one drop ticket it would be nuts oh shit <laughs> Um, do we know, or have you guys started, I guess, cause I'm looking at the light paper now, but, uh, for the appendix parcel, uh, appendix to parcel distribution, we're talking, uh, the humble, reasonably sized spacious, and then the partner where there's only going to be 69 of those. How do you know, or can you speak about like the distribution of those partner parcels? 
Yeah, I think we could. I mean, those have been set in the map at this point, and they're pretty generally spaced out across the entire realm. So um, just kind of mimics the percentage of the map. So if the Citadel is 20% total land mass of the entire Gachiverse, then you're looking at a 14, 15 of them, uh, the partner parcels inside of the Citadel, while the rest are outside. Will the uh, I guess the gotcha cell chemical? I threw a picture of the of the uh, realm into uh, the Discord channel. Mm -hmm. But will will uh, the gotcha cell chemica, the distribution of that for those partner parcels? Will that also be chain link VRF kind of random distribution? Yeah. So I think the coolest thing that one of the coolest things about this is geography plays such a role in that whatever parcel you're talking about, whether it's a partner parcel or not it's really important you're going to have a lot of considerations to take in like where do you physically want to be and also you'll have visual indicators on the map of you know are you next to alpha are you next to homo and those will inform the vrf kind of like booster or like you'll you'll know what you're getting in some sense like kind of a range like you could end up with the vrf getting more than expected or maybe less than expected but at least you have kind of a base so that's that holds true for the partner parcels too, and and you'll be able to see them on the map. And cool. Yeah, I see some of the the pictures coming in here. We actually have a updated because um, you know, like the treasure map is like that one's not really to scale, but we're uh, I think we've got a a to scale version of that now. To drop that soon, maybe we could drop that in the chat. Um, yes, but yeah, you said it's like it's huge, right? Like the whole the whole thing is pretty. It's giant. a big, big map. Yeah. It's the craziest metaverse map I've seen. Yeah, because it's like when you look at other other virtual worlds and their maps, it seems like, generally speaking, but one of the parts that feels very under underserved is you don't know um, what you're getting when you buy a part. It's kind of like okay I, like your neighbor maybe you know who your neighbor is but that's like the only thing you have to consider and it's not very interesting so like here is like your neighbors your neighborhood but also yeah all the different uh alchemicas and and uh and whether you're inside the citadel or outside this that means for gameplay so there's like a ton of layers to it and i think that's that's gonna turn out really really interesting for yeah I, for anybody out there who doesn't, who is not really familiar with the Citadel, uh, the Citadel is sort of a, is going to be a protected area for most of the game. It'll be protected from the liquidators, and that's what's going to launch first. So if you're in the Citadel, um, liquidators can't come onto your land, um, which is good in the sense that you don't have to worry about defending against them, but bad from the sense that like, I think you can... If you're out in the the rest of the world and you fight liquidators, like you can earn, you know, resources by killing the liquidators. Um, and then at some point, at the end of uh, the act, I guess there's going to be a great battle where the walls for the citadel come down, and the liquid the liquidators will swarm in, and uh, the Avagashis will have to defend against them. So, but yeah, so that's that's definitely like a thing to think about is right. Do you want to be in the citadel where you're sort of protected most of the time, but then you also don't get the chance to like 
play this sort of tower defense game. I guess that's the question, right? Do you want to just play like strictly Farmville or do you want to play like Farmville with tower defense? And I mean, also, I was going to say with the with the Citadel, I mean, this is just an assumption for me, but if we're going to have like community events or like gatherings and stuff, you know, I, I would imagine it's going to be starting in the Citadel. Uh, but I, I mean, I could be wrong about that. I don't know if you guys want to. In. Yeah, there's a few squares that are kind of like designated. Um, there's we there's Pixelcraft Square and Dow Square. So yeah. I imagine there'll be quite a few events in those areas. Those are kind of like like we're we're managing those parcels. Uh, although I think that actually the Dow well the Dow parcels will be owned will be man managed by the Dow. Pixelcraft Square is kind of where like the bazaar will be, and that'll be it's all like an experience, and then. Uh, Dow Square will do some work there as well that like shows the latest proposals and and like allows people to interact there and, and vote in real time and things like that. So that's kind of those are the kind of the two main areas or experiences that we'll be creating, at least at the beginning initially. It's, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. There's just so much going on between the game aspect, the social aspect, the you know, the sort of DeFi, like, I, I, I think one thing that a lot of people are kind of sleeping on is that this is not just, you know, like with Axie, this is, this is really going to be a play to earn type world where, you know, you'll have people, even just liquidators, like people are going to make real money off of, off of playing this game by just running around and scooping up resources and then selling them on the market. Um, there's going to be like a serious, a serious DeFi aspect to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna be really, really neat. Like our, yeah, our... I'm just sort of wondering like how it's gonna scale up like play for free versus like how many getting in, like what ratio <laughs> it's gonna be. Web, your connection like, is you terrible. <laughs> You, Someone had too oh. much soap pump drink. Are you on lean, bro? Oh, oh god! It's not the pump drink, is it? Yo, that the drink was good today. Is, better? is this better? Way better. Way I don't better. know if it's. No, I, I prefer the other one actually. <laughs> we can take our time. <laughs> yeah. I hope someone got that recorded. That was funny. I, I definitely have that recorded. Oh man. I missed all the alpha you just dropped, though, because my washer dryer was just delivered, so I had to run out. I'm wearing my Gachi Gang jersey, and the guy's like, I see you all over town riding your bike. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so I'll have to listen that, back later. That jersey is yeah. the best swag I've seen yet. It's really, really good, by the way. There's only one of those, right? Yeah, you just one. One jersey, yeah. two hats. Really cool. I'm going to have to get another one, though, because I'm losing weight. So it's like I got this to be like, you know, for my, uh, you know, post-COVID 20-pound weight gain. Now I'm losing it. So it's like I might need to get a smaller jersey. Luckily, oversized jerseys work. You can pull that off. Yeah. Like, that's usually the thing. <laughs> I think I think Webb's question, though, and it may, it may have been the, the pump drink talking, but I think his question was um, like how we expect – see the actual game scale up when we have, mm. you know, when we have the liquidators 
I, you know, what, 50, 100,000 liquidators running around. Um, and I know that's something you guys have talked about in the past. About talking about like the you know, tech behind it, or I, think so. I mean, yeah, what I guess you can interpret like... that question too. Is the sort of yeah. So yeah, I, I, mean, I the, imagine the, the, the liquidators. This hasn't been like confirmed, but I I imagine uh, how it like we'll obviously have a way to distribute the liquidators like per amount of time so there I, I imagine that it could be like a faucet where you know every 24 hours it gets like filled up and people can go to the faucet obviously there'll be captchas and, and anti-bot stuff to prevent it um so that'll be like one one of the ways to be a liquidator is to just go to the faucet every day and and try to like get your daily liquidator allocation uh other ways will be obviously like airdrops events that we do where we can basically hand them out like candy to people and, and say, come in and, and try to, you know, get some alchemical play with your liquidator. Partnerships. Yeah. Like we can be very strategic in engaging specific audiences adoption where, where it makes sense. Um, so it's not like just runaway inflation of, um, so there's very few levers that we want to control you know, accelerator or pump the brakes and affecting the meta of the actual gameplay. So I think initially we'd probably like have a faucet and different ways we're distributing and they're communicate clearly. And then eventually I think, you know, right now there's the DAO we haven't talked about tonight as far as I know is the DAO and the friends um, committee. And if that ends up passing, which I think it'll probably, uh, it's a good idea, then we'll probably see more committees in the future where Dow, Avogadro Dow takes over more control of different, different rates of inflation, different rates of these kind of things. And so I could very easily imagine down the road um, after the first couple of months, maybe the, the Avogadro Dow is able to, uh, you know, have a committee that control this kind of uh, strategy. That'd be pretty liquidators. cool. Yeah. Liquidators committee. What uh? What kind of ratio of liquidators for uh, Avagochi's like plan are you guys seeing? Are you seeing like allowing like twice as many liquidators three times? Like, well, yeah, the one is they get burned too, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have a stockpile of them, you know. So I don't even mind that part. I think the more the issue is the incentives of uh, how much Alchemica is on the surface of the world. Because ultimately, if you're a liquidator, what you really care about is exploring the world and racing to your time. Yeah, yeah. So if there's not enough inflation of chemica and there's farmed by the avogachis, then there's going to be less incentive for people to implement their liquidators at that time. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of interplay. Yeah, and there's a, you can also imagine there's going to be a tricky like, balance of power between how strong liquidators are and the avogachis are right because if you have like a ton of liquidators roaming around and they're just killing avogachis left and right <laughs> and you know it's not really feasible to be playing with the avogachi in the world conversely if you've got you know not as many liquidators and the avogachis are like super overpowered against the liquidators then nobody's going to be you know no liquidators are going to be profiting at all from this from this uh yeah, this free-to-play method. So that'll be. I yeah. assume that'll 
there'll be some tweaking going on in the first uh, the first month or two once we're live. It's really so just like how many, the quantity and the strength are both yeah. areas that will need to be balanced. And who's going to break what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure and there'll be, it'll be pretty wild at the beginning, I'm sure, as as uh, this thing is is getting balanced, but especially when nobody how, knows. Yeah, that's just how it's going to be. The, the, the beginning is going to be wild. It'll eventually, it'll, you know, we'll do our um, simulations and things, and we'll do it. We'll have test net and and things all all the things we should. Uh, but it is it's going to be pretty nuts. Uh, I would expect there will be wild wild swings that eventually get balanced out over time. I, I think it would be fun seeing it air on the side of the liquidators being more powerful because yeah. I think that would be good for like bringing in new users, right? If you've got people, you know, saying like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, sort of the same way that like whenever you have one of these, you know, one of these like new DeFi pools, right? Like the yield rates at the beginning are super, super high. I think it would be right. great for bringing in players if you have people saying like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> I just made, you know, a thousand dollars like just running around scooping up alchemica off the ground that would be like insane for us getting new users in also well, remember that this the citadel won't have liquidators so the citadel will be gotchi you know be a gotchi zone for basically forever so really the the part that will be interesting will will be the liquidator the grid area so right if the, so gotchi, if, if the gotchis are scared you can just hang out in the citadel and that's kind of like the low ap api apr yeah. zone because if you're like you can hold land out in the like the fucking wild west world, but then you mm -hmm. can go hang out in the citadel or scooping up scooping up extra yield. It's like the difference of living now, in the Bronx versus like Manhattan. One's like kind of gilded, the other one it's like, you know, anything goes. Yeah. You now, can, like, now if own, you own yeah, if you I was going to say, if you own land outside of the Citadel, are you going to be able to kind of like mine your Alchemica and bring it back to the Citadel, keep it safe and lock down so those uh, liquidators can't get it, right? Because I oh. can imagine like a whole guild of liquidators coming in and just sweeping up all the Alchemica, you know, they team up or whatever. You might have to hire some people to hang out around your parcel and like and like hire some gotchis for, for safety. Like, yeah. Okay. Hang awesome. around the perimeter. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, now we I, have a run so on I think guns. The way it works. <laughs> I I think I think the way it works, which like correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, the alchemica that's on the land that people can run around and scoop up, that's only ten percent of the alchemica that's actually being farmed. So like if you own land and if you have the farming buildings on the land, I think. 90% of what you're farming just goes to you. So you don't have to worry about like so that up. It's yeah. There, no, this isn't uh, finally confirmed yet. We're still working out some numbers, but the way I think it will work. Um, so first of all, there's alchemical channeling, which is the least effective or least efficient way of mining. Um, and there's, there's still an open question on whether that will, when you channel alchemica from a parcel, will it will it deduct from the parcel, or is it just coming from the ether? And so that that's one thing we will confirm in the light paper when it's when it's finally published. But so so channeling is the least efficient way, and what it does it it'll spread most of the yield around the map in a pretty wide radius. 
And that's good because it allows liquidators or other people's gachis to come in and get it while you as the gachi owner are still getting like a good amount for yourself. And then uh, the next tier is the, the reservoirs and the harvesters, which are going to have different levels, level one, level two, level three. And uh, the higher level you get, basically the, the radius in which it spills over and also the percentage it spills over mm-hmm. will, the radius will get smaller and the, and the spillover will get lower, basically. That's awesome. And so for, for the channeling, because that's taking kinship from the Avogachis, you'll need to have one of your Avogachis on your lot to be channeling, whereas for the, the other stuff, you're just, just going into your wallet, whatever you're farming. So um, you will still have to, like, once your reservoir is filled, you'll still have to use your Avogachi, or you can give access to another Avogachi. Like, you could give... give um, you know, access rights to your reservoir to allow them to to fill it to 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 uh, empty it for you. There will it's everything is going to be on chain. Like the these yeah. tokens, when you're pulling them out from the reservoir, those are real tokens that you're going to be claiming on chain. So part of them will go directly to you, and part of them will go. Uh, well, basically, where they're going to go is they're going to go to like the game wallet. And those, but that they're going to spread out all over the map. And if no one claims them, probably they'll just go to the great portal. There's going to be a time frame in which you know there's a, like a claim, a claim period. If no one claims them, then they're not going to stay there forever. They'll just probably go and slowly disappear. It'd be cool if they went to like the great portal for like community like buybacks and raffles and stuff. So the yeah, the great portal is like that's that is the the thing that all the liquidators are going to want to plummet like plunder once the great battle happens. So we, we want that to be juicy. We, we want like liquidators foaming for trying to get in there. in there. Mohawks in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, part of it could also, I'm sure there'll be allocations to other, other places as well, besides just the great portal. Uh, someone had a good question. Where was it? Uh, crap. I thought I saw it. Uh, let me just go back. It was a question about using XP. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Coder Dan, are levels for harvesters based in XP? Is it um, based on like one of your traits or would I have to just you know level up, pay more ghost or have more um, GAX to get better uh, installations? So that yeah, every installation is going to cost a certain combination of the resources. That's the whole point. Like you're you're mining these resources to then reinvest them so you can mine them faster. And that's kind of the whole. That's like the basic theory of the game. And so if you if you have like a level five harvester, you're you're probably going to want to have a level a higher level reservoirs like as well, because then you're you're mining more effectively. So less of it is going to the surrounding radius and you're keeping more of it for yourself. So like a level one is not very uh, efficient. Kind of the spillover is going to be higher. So I know you guys have talked in the past about how liquidators will have to get to like safe spots to be able to actually claim their, you know, the alchemical that they've gathered. 
um, what is the process going to be for, you, know, you mentioned having an Avogachi there to empty your reservoir. It, are you just going up with your Avogachi and interacting and that interaction is sending it from the reservoir to your pocket or does it, or to your wallet, does it go to the Avogachi's pocket? How, how does that work? Yeah, it'll probably just go to the, the owner. It, it's going to be an on-chain transaction. So you'll have to go there kind of like you, you go and pet, it'll just be that kind of a transaction. And so you, what you'll probably do, like, you'll be pretty busy. You'll be, you'll be petting your gachi. You'll be channeling Alchemica. You'll be checking your reservoir to see if it's filled yet. And these are obviously, it'll be like on the UI. It'll show that kind of stuff, but, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be pretty busy. Or if you give access to like another gachi to manage it with you, you'll be pretty, pretty busy. What, uh, I know that in the the white paper, there was some talk about like uh, your spirit bond being used as a as another resource that you could sort of um, like tie into. I don't know what yeah, kinship, right? Not the kinship, the 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 spirit force, oh. like the actual collateral element. Like I think in the white paper, it mentioned it being used as a resource for upgrading your parcel or or managing your like maybe like your parcel being a a not fungible like extension of your your gochi like collateral i don't know what you guys had envisioned for that but i know it was mentioned yeah um i think spirit force currently the main use case will be like if you want to engage in like well, in battles with other other Av- avogachis okay. yeah we want to do basically it's like it's it's kind of we can't we can't um you like directly influence and, and use collateral as like a health bar because if we do that then it becomes a hundred percent pay to play yeah so we've like we're not allowed to basically do that otherwise it ruins the game but so what we can do is we can have arena battles where gachis are battling it out with with like their collaterals so i think that'll be pretty cool to see and maybe have a little bit of vrf thrown in there and have some like like exciting gachi battles Will the battles be one on one, or will it be teams of gachis? Like if I have, if I find three other gachis that kind of, you know, I think they have my back, and I want to go into the arena and fight another four, is it like that, or just one to one? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll probably be. Um, well, we can have it so it's like an open battle where anyone can join in, kind of like a grant, like um, like a FFA. Or brawl. we could we could we could do it more yeah like a brawl you could structure it a little more so like more like League of Legends where you actually kind of have to wait for your team and you can pick your Avogachi that you want to fight and uh, like you could have yeah different roles that you could play as and then you can all fight in like a room. Nice. So here's what I'm imagining is a mobile battle arena farming farm off. <laughs> <laughs> where you just farm the whole time you don't actually like you don't actually fight anyone you just you're just trying trying to outfarm the other person grow your grow your portal or like summon your portal so that your portal I mean, doesn't kills the other person's portal <laughs> yeah that well there's it's not directly that i mean it's but it is kind of a farm off because you're well, you're gonna you build anything you know maybe this is the game yeah. i build right yeah isn't that the you idea your, yeah you can make a mini game too <laughs> That's the best part. 
That's the best part for me. That, that ties everything together right there. We're back to the game jam. Uh, what are the prizes for it's the like, game jam? Is this a partnership with uh, with Morales? Yes. Yeah, so, I, just, I just saw Ivan tweeted it out, like just in the middle of this thing. I wonder if he's like lurking. Dude, his video's out. He's on it. Like he's really excited about it. It's, I can uh, tell. He's the reason I figured out about this. It's super cool. It was like OG. Him and uh, and Polygon sponsoring. So they're both uh, both very nice. supportive and um, nice. I'm trying to, to, to use Morales to build something, but it's like whew, getting into that stack, man. <laughs> but isn't their whole thing? It's like it. It's all in JavaScript. It's supposed to it's supposed to be easier, but I mean it's still it's still programming. I mean it's not like it's it's hard. It takes time. Well, the cool the, thing about Game Jam is like we're gonna have you check the calendar on the on the launch. Every day there's uh, office hours with Candoizo and Coyote, and um, then all the tutorials. So I really hope it, it works out where uh, anybody who's like kind of on the fence, like this part or very uh, for you know this isn't for me. It actually turns out that the cases they're able to uh, get through it, and maybe find it. And, uh, create something pretty cool so i think that i mean that's the goal like it's going to be very accessible and, uh, i know what you mean with morales and all of the all these programs it's, it's still programming yeah. yeah there's the video nice this uh this game jam has actually kind of motivated me inspired me a little bit to kind of get my butt moving and you know i've been learning typescript and uh that's recent like i I started, like, I have zero coding experience, and I'm just learning now. So I started kind of taking a Solidity course, and then I found out about the Game Jam, and I'm like, I need to get up in this. So I'm trying to learn TypeScript as quick as I can. And the the uh, template that Coyote created is a huge leg up for, like, anybody that is just, like, learning. And it's like, I want to get into this, like, right now. It definitely, like, saves you a lot of... Um, it, it gives you a good place to start, you know. Absolutely. And, like, we want outside people who, by outside people, I mean people who are not in this Discord right now, or maybe they're game developers, but they're not, like, they're hearing about play to earn. Maybe there's an, a chance for outreach for some here that I see 80. They're, like, creative. They create. But they've never, you know, they, they really don't know where to start with coding side. This is an opportunity to reach out and find, you know, game developers, phaser developers specifically, Morales. Yeah, start building your team now. And, um, you know, you like, can still be the brains behind the game and work with a great team and make something really special. Yeah, maybe you know how to build a game, but, or you don't know how to build a game, but you have a great idea or vice versa, or maybe you can make, you know, content or you can make, I don't know, design like assets, like whatever, mm -hmm. if, if they're non-fungible, they need, if they need JPEGs, you know what I mean? Maybe you're a JPEG artist. Yeah. yeah whatever absolutely. it is. No, for sure. And there's so much talent out there in the, that like, if they're aware of this game jam, maybe they'll come over and check it out if they're invited. So yeah, form those teams.
Yeah, I can't wait to see what games actually uh, come out of the Game Jam. How long? I saw that you would, um, I was reading about the Game Jam at the very beginning of this uh, Hangout. And uh, I guess you guys are going to, you know, it's going to be uploaded to, you know, they're supposed to upload whatever to GitHub and then you'll review and audit it. How long after that process, like once someone has applied with their game before the game is actually put into like play? Yeah, it depends really on, we want it to be like going forward, we would prefer if all the games are server side, basically, which means like it's much, much harder to hack it um, by traditional hacking. Yeah, so if the game developer, for the game jam, there's not going to be enough time for them to do that. We, we're just going to let them do a game and, and do it, you know, totally client side. But if they are serious... Out. Yeah, so, so Morales would be one option if they want to go that way. And yeah. if if they want to do that, then we can help them out. And, and Coyote and Kendoizo will work with them to like make it uh, client or server-side. And then once it's server-side, then we can create a new like uh, game, like a round of, of XP for it with prizes. Fun. Nice. Fun, fun. I just, I love, I just want to say, I love so much how this project is so different than like any other project that I've seen where like you guys are spending so much time and energy, like enabling community members to build their own content and like thinking, you know, a year, three years, five years down the road where you have, you know, where you've just built out this world that people are able to, you know, to put all their own stuff into and have the tools to do that pretty easily. Um, and I just think that's so exciting. Right, well, it's, it's thinking about it more as like a protocol because that would be the most powerful thing if Avogadro is ubiquitous and everybody's building around that. I can't think of a better situation. Yeah, we don't have wallets anymore. We all have a uh, we all have a uh, Gucci wallets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, got you. That hardware yeah. wallet. Yeah, man. It's on the roadmap. That's where I see. It. I don't don't act like I'm not tying into that. I'm I'm excited. I'll be I'll be on the wait list. How far down the oh, line yeah. is that um, on the roadmap? It's like three years or something. It's like it's pretty far. Years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if the right like if we find the right guy who who knows uh, about like hard like hardware, if we right, find the right people and uh, come across it, it, it might happen earlier. Currently, we're more focused on software. But you know, if the right if we meet the right people, it might happen quicker. I think uh, one of our guys, remember Jesse? Um, who was it? JC was talking to some guy from like some university back a while back. Right, Indiana, uh, Indiana yeah. State. And he was like working with hardware wallets, and we're like, oh my god, we got to. This is exactly our guy. Um, but I didn't I go love that. The but, power yeah, of right. attraction. Yeah, exactly. If, if, this if is our guy. Wants it to happen. <laughs> like, well, Let's find the guy. Let's find the, the, the company or whoever. Maybe we just talk to Trezor. It was like, Trezor, let's work. Let's partner with you guys and make a wallet together. It could That could be it, too. Yeah, I think it's most likely. Like, when the time's right, guys, we got to do this. <laughs> like, why probably, wouldn't we? Probably when uh, Avagochi is a multi-billion dollar project and everyone's like, oh, we got to plug into this thing or we're going to miss the boat. <laughs> I want a hardware wallet that has pad. You know, that's all I'm saying. D pad, A B. That's all I need. <laughs> I want it to flip. 
Oh. Like flip out a little little credit card on top that you can like plug <laughs> in to pay for stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it should be better. It should be uh, better. Yeah. A phone and a wallet. So in one month. <laughs> okay. Yeah, next month, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did you we go? And make noise at Treasure. Get them to. They probably. I wonder if they even know about Avogadro yet. We can do All I know is when Moon tweets about things, things tend to happen. It's it's so uncanny. <laughs> it was like I saw him tweeting about sushi. We'll see what happens there. But it would be really nice to get a pair going sushi swap. So yeah, a little bit of alpha there. We're working on it. We're nice. working hard. They're cool. They're down. I can tell. They're they're holders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maki's Maki has known about Avogachi for a while. Yeah. He's, he's he's an OG. Day four looking good here, by the way. Sick. Looking looking real good. Yeah. So little venue change two weeks from now. Sounds good. Man, I I would not sleep on this. I've been on Tech Hackathon. I could not believe the quality of the uh the products that were made with with uh, the morale stuff for for their last hackathon i don't know if the prize pool was the same if it was the ten thousand, but i mean there was some really quality stuff being built by those guys well, that's a good point he's him alone like the morales community they're definitely coming in hot on this and they're gonna dedicate a lot definitely and he has uh two hundred and ninety one thousand followers that's yeah, pretty, that's pretty good exposure. We got him hooked on uh, on the podcast that we did. He was like, his yeah, mind was blown. That. And he was I also think... just like, wow, this is a great opportunity for Morales. Yeah, he was already hooked, but he loves it. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right up his alley. Yeah. Guys, it's midnight for me. I'm going to get off here. Got a yeah, big, uh, we got a big also. week ahead of us, so got to make sure everything is good. We are four days away from the big event. So excited. Thank you so much for uh, jumping a, in, guys. Um, should we do a hangout? Should we do a hangout on, uh, what is it, Thursday? On Thursday morning? I know I know. no futuristics live streaming it, but we could... We could hop on and chat. Yeah, I think I, I would love to if, uh, as long as the dev side is good for me. Sometimes it gets it gets a bit wild, but I'm I'm gonna we're gonna try to have everything prepared well in advance. Um, it's we're basically ready. We had to do a couple modifications to allow basically for unlimited haunts with uh, with all sorts of eye types and all sorts of collaterals. But now it's it's done and we are ready. We are ready to go. Yeah, I'll be yeah, around really on nice. Thursday, so I'll mm -hmm. definitely uh, I, I can do a hangout and live stream at the same time. Yeah, let's get it. Let's retweet you and get you, you know, get everybody all eyes on. That'd be great. Yeah, trying oh, to yeah, bid everyone. Portal bidding. Go, go uh, at. I'm sure Arthur probably doesn't. We don't. We probably don't need to spam him, but I don't know if it'll hurt or not. But uh, Arthur zero X. He's the the big PP of Ave, so we can we'll probably do one more little tweet with uh, that adds him, and uh, I think the Ave I 
It's hard to say if it's going to happen. It's, if it doesn't happen, it'll be, we'll miss it by like a day because we're very, very close. The Ave Bridge is going to launch basically Monday. I don't know what time. Might be too late, but we will, we're going to try our hardest to get that. But we need to make sure we have that prop power. So we are, we're doing everything we can on our side. You know, on the prop power side, weren't we talking all those guys, they maybe don't want to delegate it yet because they're in. Mm -hmm. so is, is it the right time to push or do we need to give two more days to get wrapped up with their other votes and then they can delegate? Yeah. So let's see, looking at the governance board on Ave. One sec. I think this there's a current vote that it's going to end in uh, one day and 15 hours. So I imagine he probably voted on that. And if, if he is, then he, he probably needs to wait till that finishes in order to delegate the prop power. So easy to just say Monday. Monday we hit the ground running because yeah. that'll be wrapped up by the weekend. Yeah. And then right. I think that their voting lasts, what is it, probably three days, right? I think it's either. Yeah, their voting lasts for 72 hours. So we're just gonna, it's going to be right down the... To the, the 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 edge. The good news is our chain our chain link price feeds have launched. We got our price feeds up. Nice. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Yeah, that's big news. Regardless, it's going to be very useful. That's kind of our DeFi track. That's a that's a big milestone. Congrats. That's awesome. Hey. Yeah, I imagine we'll probably do. We'll talk to the guys at Chainlink, see if we can get a little promotion there. A little announcement yeah. on that. That'd be, that'd be nice. Where? It's kind of uh, cool seeing that, that uh, Chainlink weekend, you know, the, the expo, Chainlink expo, and some of the new things that they're going to be coming out with. Um, I think one of them was like the CCIP. I thought was kind of cool to like bridge, um, to connect like different blockchains together. I thought it was kind of a cool thing. So. I guess we'll probably be using Chainlink more like as a metaverse, like keeps developing, right? Definitely, yeah. Very comfy. Chainlink's the railroad, man. We're we're like <laughs> you can't go anywhere without Chainlink and blockchain. It feels like. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, wait, well, is there somewhere I can look, but take a better look at like those office hours for Coyote and Candoza to best utilize their skills. Yeah, gm.avagachi.com. It's all there. Hey, guys, I'm going to get off. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Same here. I'm going to guys. It's the uh, same time zone for me. So this is perfect, though. Uh, you guys have a great end, and we're going to be exciting. Peace, guys. Yeah, cool, guys. Good, work. Good work. Bye, guys. Yep. Well, I guess what we'll do is uh, we'll I'll, we can – answer some questions for the next few minutes. Uh, but if anything, I'm going to probably sign off too, cause I have to unbox a washer and dryer and figure out how the hell to get it connected. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Hopefully it's, you got a good hookup there. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I've never lived in the, the house I lived in right before this one, uh, was the first house I've ever been in that had a washer or dryer. I'm used to being in like, you know, big city, you have to go to a laundromat. So, 
the, when I yeah. tried hooking up the washer dryer last time, I flooded my neighbors because I didn't do it properly. So now I think I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> and I also don't know if they even gave me the freaking hoses that I need to hook up. I, I ordered them on Amazon. They're supposed to deliver today, but I might have to go back to my old house just to wash clothing uh, just so I can make it through the next week uh, going out. and Depot, you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Home Depot. Well, I don't have a car, so I can't. The Home Depot over here oh. is like, yeah, I'm riding an electric bike. I'm like, everything's within like a five mile radius, but like Home oh, Depot is like 30 miles away. An e-bike? What, what city are you in? I'm in Nashville. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. You so I'm downtown. Like, I'm like, I'm like five miles from downtown, but from the main area where like kind of where I live, all the stores, it's like maybe a half a mile. So the bike, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a like an electric dirt bike it can do like 30 35 miles an hour going downhill uh it's it's pretty dope i want i want to kind of hear you on that say that again i was gonna say i just i just moved to the city and i hear you on that like i you know i own my own vehicle but it's like i think i drove it once in the last month it's a hassle (laughs) you gotta pay for park it costs more to park it than it does to buy a bicycle it's insane literally Yeah. yeah so i might just sell it for ghost and then buy some more stuff that's what I'm saying. I'm about to sell my truck for some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I want to get a car. I just need to get a license. I've haven't. I've never had a license because I've never needed to drive. I've either had a bike or I could walk around. So, but yeah. you know, rain's gonna be a thing. So I can't like you know. I got to get a car. Man, this game jam. Need to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to really work hard. It's only 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to be grinding, man. I'm taking a TypeScript course because like, I'm not very familiar with that stuff. But I feel like it's within my within my reach if I can like you know engage with some community members and try and figure it out. Or like a bunch of us could just like team up and figure it out, you know? Same. We need a team. We need a team. Where's Adam? I know he's yeah. a noob. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it's hard, Yeah, exactly. Man. It's hard to. I, it's pretty sure Kane Doys is here too. Look, he can help. Shoot. I want to know if uh, you're allowed to make a mini game that can interact with with friends. Like I don't. Yeah, know. like Coder Dan did like Yield Hero before, right? Before this, so like, what we what what if we had like Friends Hero where you could like do like I was, like pull I was all your friends, friends into a lottery. Oh, okay. Friends Farm, because people, you know, people like farming. You got a little, you got a little, little game to play with your friends. I think that'd be fun. I think people would like that, yeah, especially since it's free. All you need yeah. is like one, like you could just start for free, right? You just get, get, get your little friends. Then you play a little bit, get enough friends to buy a ticket, sell it, get some ghosts, get some more friends. You know, like build your way up from. You can build your way up from nothing if you want. Like it adds like another layer. <laughs> Yeah, this ecosystem is like getting deeper and deeper. It's probably only gonna continue. If anything, it's gonna it's gonna like it's gonna get to. I feel like DeFi in general is just gonna turn into like uh, it's like Power Rangers, right? Like all the uh, all the pieces are just gonna come together, and we're just gonna wake up one day, and it's gonna look nothing like what we thought it was. But like everything's already plugged in together, and it's like cost billions of dollars to do it, and like to undo it and redo it a different way would be too expensive. So it just won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Avogadji will bring uh, DeFi literacy to the masses. 
No, seriously, I think you're right. Especially if we can get like with the liquidators and and people playing a little bit more for free and sort of understanding like the risk profile of like different stuff. I think it would be really exciting Gamify. to get people. Yeah, I mean, it's just gonna be GameFi is just exciting because you're gonna end up with everyone participating in a financial economy that was like boxed so many people out before. Like, and it's not like it's inherently complicated stuff. It's like, you know, you have to take risks to have upside. Like, that's just, that's life. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like VC investing, right? It's like, yeah. You're kind of like investing in the start of a project. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I saw like, I saw Avogochi and I was like, wait a second. This is, this is something here. It's like, one thing but but then like i started thinking more about non-fungible tokens and it's like wait a second the way that these the market like mechanics of these things are such that they that they're liquid but that's not necessarily like a bad thing that that might this might be a good thing if you're like if you don't want to have a lot of volatility in your in your asset as it grows and matures like this is the perfect kind of asset for you know a game or whatever that's just the way i thought about it it's like you got your players and they don't—they want to have some skin in the game because they like the game. I mean, that's the reason they're here in the first place. But like, you don't want it to be nightmarish for them to hold. So you create something that's like less liquid. It won't—it won't dump nearly as fast. You know what I mean? Like we're—we're—we're we're, we're all correlated strictly to ghosts. So like, you don't see your ghost prices change. You see like the price of ghosts, you know, fluctuate a little bit. But it's—it's it's meant to be, you know, loosely correlated to, in dollar terms, due to the bonding curve. It's like. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I kind of like that, you know, because volatility in any kind of investing always creates emotions, right? Like we're humans and yeah. we're going to be emotional by nature, right? So that kind of takes a little bit of that out of the equation and lets us focus on, like, let's try and build the game. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's perfect for somebody trying to do this because, like, if you have – if you if it's, if it was just a token – I mean, think about how much harder it is to like gauge everyone's satisfaction with that kind of token price volatility. It's way more difficult. Oh yeah, totally. Like we all saw what happened with AXS, how that just crazy pumped, right? I mean I'm sure a lot of people made money off that, but at the same time it's like people were waiting to get in and now they're like, Oh my god, I can't like how am I gonna breed anything or whatever, right? Yeah, well, and if you look at the toke, like the tokenomics of all their, of dude, I feel like Axies is gonna be, uh, this, this is my, I might be alone in this, but I feel like they're gonna end the bull market just because of like, the way that they made their game just seems unsustainable, right? You got like the dilution of the Axies, like, are they're just gonna be players showing up to pay hundreds, no, sometimes thousands of dollars for these like axes that that uh have like unlimited supply and and you know what happens to the axie token price like if the floor falls out on the actual axie units because of you know rampant supply inflation like i mean because they don't have sustainability i don't know a lot about axes but it seems to me like there's really no like mechanics to keep them from just breeding into infinity well i mean also like with that game i'm not really sure what like the future plan is going to be but like we have a clear roadmap here with avogachi so like 
at least we kind of know where the game's headed, what level levers we're going to have in the future. And it's all going to be voted on by the DAO, yeah. which is really interesting. So, like, <laughs> the, the power is in our hands, really. The DAO makes me feel way better. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I sleep I sleep easy at night knowing we have a DAO. <laughs> yeah, a good DAO, too. Functions better than most democracies in the world right now. Seriously. Yeah, I also love how we, we do have, um, like, at least with rarity farming... And then, like, what they've done recently with the uh, Wacker Raffle, the idea that beyond just XP, there were prizes that were given out. Like, it keeps things dynamic. Because, like, when we're talking about Axie, I think Zed Run is going to have the same kind of issue because of this, like, infinite supply. Happened. And, yeah. Like, look at the floor price of the Zeds, dude. It started off as, like, an Ethan. It's just been trailing down. It's, like, 0.05 for a Zed. It's, like, why do you even want a horse, man? It's just going to get breeded away till it's worthless. <laughs> yeah, same thing with the Chicken Derby eventually, too. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see like how well these like infinite supply protocols can like pivot into something that's more sustainable as they build out their game. I mean, because they can build new parts to their game. Maybe there's like a way that you can now you give them people your users like a value proposition for like sending their axie off to you know do something where you can potentially lose it or or something like that. You know what I mean? Zed is dead. Like a burn mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Musashi dropping yeah. the mic. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the nature of the NFTs. Those like ultimately everything is scalable to add infinity. I mean, you can build anything. Like you can make it. So you can change the fundamentals of your game like with just a couple lines of code, if that's what your users want. Yeah. Okay. But it does seem unsustainable. All right. Well. Yeah. No. No. I agree. Uh, it's time, man. Yeah. I'm going to shut this down because we're at two hours and 30 minutes. I've actually had people complain that these are too long, but I'm like, I, I don't know. We get a lot of information in there, but uh, you know. Yeah. Who ca- Who cares? It's a hangout. You're allowed to hang out as long as you want. Yeah. And you can always skip forward in the, in the Spotify, but yeah. I always, I'm going to have to go back and listen because I missed some real big alpha while that stupid washer dryer came in. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to jump off now. I'll close the, the hangout. I guess we'll do it again on Thursday when, uh, for the launch of, uh, Haunt 2 auctions. That'll be dope. And yeah, that'll be, you know, some live portal bidding. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Well, I want to thank what you so much. Is it? Say that again? What time is all that stuff uh, that's popping a, off? Actually, that's like, a very good question. <laughs> Let me check. I mean, I'll be here. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll be there. I, don't, I just don't know what time I'll be there yet. <laughs> Let's see. Looking through there. Let me check my Gochi calendar. Oh, that's the only thing going on that day. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it say? Oh, 2 p.m. UTC, so 9 a.m. for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so 26th. I will, early morning. Uh, we'll be 26th. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Cool. All right, guys, stay, stay cool. Same to you. Thank you so much, Hefe and Webb, and everybody else for listening. Uh, once again, we do this weekly. Music City, Gotcha Gang, Hangout. Uh, I'll stick around in Discord, and uh, I'll have... I think I've live-streamed this. The audio for the first half of it was kind of fucked, like kind of noisy and shit, but I fixed it. So this recording is on YouTube right now. It's live-streaming. So you, you can watch it there if you missed anything. Um, but I'll put it on Spotify within the next hour or so. Have a great day, everybody. 
Hey, cool. Peace out, friends. Good luck building, Hefe. Oh, hopefully thanks, I have, man. Hopefully, I have some too. Yeah, we could always team up or something too, right? And uh, right. no future. Hey. Thanks for hosting these things. Hey, Thank man. you. Later, guys. Later.